invested all this gold, Jerry. <laughs> gold. Um, uh, the other day, I um, was sitting on the couch playing Xbox or something, mm-hmm. and I thought I heard the dogs upstairs. And I was like, what are they doing up there? And I was like, I swear to God, they're in like my mom's room. Yeah. So, so um, I went and looked and they were, and I was like, what? I was like, oh shit. Um, and then like, I just to double check, I looked up there to see if the gate was open or something. And the gate was not open. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh no. So it was coming from like my grandma's room. She's been at the nursing home for like 20 years now. So, yeah. so it's not, right. it's not her. Um, yeah. They're not jumping on her head or something. <laughs> and she's not crawling around like a dog. Oh, uh, she's not woofing. Yeah. No, no, no. So um, not a dog noise, just like they're getting into something mm-hmm. like noise. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I looked in there and I didn't see anything, but I was like, I don't want to get too close. And then I like went on the, I was like, there's an animal in there. I can just feel it. I just know, you know, and I was like looking in there and I like went on the railing, like, 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 like I was planking. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're holding on. (laughs) Yeah. So I was looking in the room and then I saw by the window, a big pile of leaves. And I was like, shit, I don't put leaves there. (laughs) What? Yeah. So I was like, fuck. So I like snoop and do see if I can see anything at all. And the clothes. So I was able to, I stood on like a ladder that was in there that I put in from doing the bath, like some work in the bathroom. And, uh-huh. and I looked at the top of the leaf pile. Cause I was, and I also looking in every corner. You're right. Like, right. You don't want to have it drop down on your head. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> exactly. all of a sudden I don't, all of a sudden I go in the room and I don't look up, but there's a raccoon just <laughs> yeah, doing the splinter stuff. <laughs> While I'm looking in the room, I'm really getting those vibes though. That like, yeah, that's so. Yeah, I'm not alone. My first thought is raccoons, uh, and I'm looking in all the corners and all the soft spots where they can live. Because we had um, a few only a few months ago, I wasn't here, but a raccoon tried to get in the house by trying to break in. No, it yes, but it was in the garage. Yeah, and it was scratching the doorknob. Like this. unbelievable those things are which is crazy. not locked so my mom it and my brother in here while the doorknob's jingling because a raccoon is trying to get in the house oh so i already God. know this is the problem here yeah but it's like holy shit and that's the door that doesn't lock so the raccoon could just fucking it walk just in. open it, it up. stands yeah. up opens the door and just comes right in and once it figures that out you got to kill it because it'll learn it'll come back yeah. every time so um so i get over there and then there's a one of those stand-up air conditioners that has the tube that goes to the window. Um, and it's like all fucked and it's full of leaves. And I was like, oh. what the hell? So whatever this is came in through the air AC tube um, and is living in it or living uh. in that whole entire room because it has no problem getting out of the tube in the house. So it chewed through the whole thing. So I took a broom and like moved it up to see if I could see inside the tube. And I saw just this raccoon, sorry, a um, squirrel tail just sticking out of it. And I was like, shit. What the like, fuck? Dude, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm fucking dealing with this right now. That's one and, of those things too, where as soon as you're, you're like coming to terms of the situation, you're like, now I've signed up for the next X amount of hours to deal with this yes. shit. 
your what? heart rate's going to be elevated the entire time. Like, I hate that shit where you find out there's oh, an dude, animal and you're like, I can't just stupid. ignore it. You want to close the door and be like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. I was like, got to deal with it right now. Yep. There's a raccoon living in there. Fuck. Sorry, a squirrel living in there. It is. Yeah. And I was like, God, motherfucking damn it. And when I was in Central I've never even heard of that happening. I know. When I was in Central Park one time, a raccoon ran out my leg and I thought I was going to die. So, like, oh, yeah. Like, like, so all of a sudden, I'm like, this thing's going to jump out and just fucking crawl over me and fucking shit. It's going to do a face hugger move like aliens. It was literally just face. (laughs) Claw your entire, you get your eyes and everything. Yeah. So, so, um, so I was like, okay, all right. Now, (laughs) what do I do? How do I, if I wrap the, if it, if I sealed the tube, it Mm -hmm. it would only have one way out, which is the outside. And not come out of it my first like, idea oh, yeah so i was like trying to force out it out that. yeah and i just went in there to look again and i picked up the thing with a broom and it just fucking launched out of that tube it just outside. flew right out like oh, it was my like god it was the scariest I, I like shaking and hearing it and i was like fucking damn it dude it was terrifying and then and then I that's like, actually really good i mean fortunate as fucked up as that story is you already have it contained like it's in the tube so you don't have to like chase it around the room and try to like scurry it out because then it just starts yeah. panicking but, it but you just give it like here's your one exit take the exit now because it's going to be ugly for both of us if you don't do this so shit. luckily it had two exits it had bottom of the tube that it ate through right and, it could yeah all right and outside and it shows outside thank fucking so god smart i would have i would have just dropped dead i mean mm-hmm. god that was i scary. mean what do you even do then you just uh you lock the door and then you just start, I don't know, I guess just pumping in carbon monoxide and hope it just dies. I think that's it. Yeah, just hook up the car to it and just, just hook up the, yeah, put a tube from the tailpipe and just feed it into the fucking air conditioner. Just room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just poison the room. Yeah. Yeah. That was I don't know what you do. I don't know. I was at that point, I was like, I'd just call the pest people and be like, go fucking up there and get the squirrel. I, yeah, I just call the police. <laughs> exactly. I have an intruder in my house. Oh man, that was scary. It was real scary. That's terrifying. I hate that shit. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had. Oh, I've had a squirrel in my walls when I lived in Clinton, but I didn't have to ever deal with it face to face. Yep. But they had. Um, so like you know how that was like it was like a converted yeah. attic. It wasn't really yeah. an apartment, so there was no insulation in the walls. So the squirrels found a hole in the exterior siding, and they would run through the the, the pitched ceiling, <laughs> and then they would run all through the house and the ceiling it's and everything. Sleeping, and you just hear. Yeah, you could hear, you could, it wasn't even like, oh, was that a sound? It's like you hear like claws, 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 like you could tell exactly yeah. where they were. But um, I guess there was some kind of entry to the entryway to the pantry, which is off of the kitchen, which is like another, basically like a section of like what would have been the attic, like a closet section, but it's uh, the pantry. And uh, after that happening for like months and months, with nothing, with nothing we could do about it, we're like, what are you going to do? Call a pest control guy to fucking catch. What we need to do is seal off the hole in the wall from the outside that wouldn't be able to yeah. get in so easy. Yeah. Didn't do any of that. But mm-hmm. I do remember when it came time um, after the summer was over and the winter was starting up and it came time to decorate for the fall season. My mom went to go grab our uh, our decorative Indian corn with all the different colored kernels and all oh, that yeah, stuff. It's yeah. like the hard rock yep. hard like decorative corn we've had for like five years. And mm-hmm. she pulled it out of the decoration box completely bare, like completely fully chewed up. There was not one kernel left on that decorative corn. From the Christmas tree shop, she bought probably four years yeah. prior. It was not one kernel left on there. The squirrels ate ripped clean. Yep. Well, if you weren't feeding them, maybe they wouldn't live there. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you got to blame yourself at some point. Yeah. Look inwards. Well, that's great. Yeah. So. You have to yeah. share the planet. 
They do. Yeah, they do. Animals in the house. All right. You're ready to so, rock. I'm not trying I'm to make this to another rock, three man. and a half hour rock? episode. Oh, yeah. All right. I think we should just do it on the fly. I'm doing it on the fly, yeah. yeah. Fly's good. Speaking of flies, <laughs> welcome to the Tillman Joe Basement Podcast. Um, uh, we're back for another uh, exciting episode of uh, Pick One. Uh, I was going to say Mary Fuck Kill, but I meant people, places, or things. Animal, so vegetable, or mineral? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite restaurant, Joe? <laughs> crikey <laughs> my favorite restaurant probably uh if i had to pick i probably um uh the 99 restaurants great meals great deals <laughs> yeah, dude, that's true i mean the 99 is actually probably if i were to just be in space and miss one thing it would be like just walking into the 99 it's up there I, I mean, so really, it honestly there. is up there for me even working there it didn't ruin it for me i still love the 99 it's yeah. not the best restaurant it's not even great nope, but I, not it's even one close. of my favorites <laughs> it's still one of my favorites same and and i miss the days of when it actually when it had green carpet remember oh yeah um, that was the good time that was like right i think they probably installed that right after you had a segregated smoking yeah they still had the the smoking and non-smoking section yeah it was like you could sit next to each other and i'm in the non-smoking you're in the smoking it just depends on what side yeah it depends on what seat you're sitting in not what how much smoke you can inhale yeah yeah the hudson 99 actually was the last one ever to update um like to renovate they call it like they said some kind of secret code name while we were there. It's like, we're doing a, t- a title nine or something like that. It's not that us. It's not yeah. title nine, but it's like one of those things where it's like a code name. And all it meant is that we're going to renovate it to look like a, a restaurant in the year 2000 or above. Cause it still looked like it was 1995 in there up until like 2000 and I don't know, 13, 14. And they were literally the last store ever to update it. And I was like, they were like prepping us all week. You're going to have like three days off. You're obviously not getting paid. Uh, but they're gonna they're gonna go in there and they have a great team they go in there like 100 guys they rip up all the rugs they renovate the whole place it's gonna look like a totally new restaurant it's gonna be crazy and the week after they opened it up was like the week because all like the corporate presidents everyone's gonna be there and watch this shit and i was like dreading the whole time like oh my god it's gonna be every goddamn big wig looking at you every little tiny little fucking thing you do they're gonna be like oh don't do that oh don't do this so i was dreading it luckily i had booked uh flight to florida just at the exact time and they were like everyone has to be here i don't care who you are you can't take a day off and i was like sorry i'm already booked and luckily i was in the good graces of my managers so they like joe you you can go and i was like good everyone else they wouldn't let go at all like they were so pissed about me going and thank god i missed it while i was down there my roommate alex who i worked with (laughs) quit the day they opened it 
there was all managers hovering on everyone's shoulders. He told me the story. He was like, it was a fucking bullshit. Everyone was on everyone's ass. There's a bunch of old fat white dudes telling everyone what to do. It wasn't, it was so stupid. I got in a huge argument with one of the managers and they were so embarrassed by Alex you know, blowing up in front of all the big wigs. Like literally all you had to do was just like play the game. And he was like, no, fuck that. And he said it during the middle of his shift, he, he said, fuck you. He took off his badge, his name tag, and he threw it at them. And then he walked out to fire escape so that the fucking alarm went off. Dude, that's a fucking weep, 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 weep. story. Yeah. I, I mean, he told me the story and I was so, I was so happy and it was so goddamn funny to me. That I missed that I missed it. I was upset about it. I was like, that's so great. Cause it's like the one day all the big wigs care about just this day. And he was like, make the biggest scene, fire exit, alarm goes off, like <laughs> screaming, throwing his badge. Awesome. And then immediately I was like, uh, yeah, so you know you still gotta pay rent, right? Like, <laughs> you better find another gig before I get back from Florida. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And, it, it, you know, it's surprisingly, it was hard for him initially to find another server job after that in Hudson. I don't know if you can imagine why that was difficult. I mean, well, was everyone's better. fucking each other at all these restaurants. So they're like, yeah. hey, you hear about this kid? And he's like, hi, yeah, my name's I, yeah. Uh, Alex, and I'm trying to apply for a job at the real trail. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> uh, we all... Yeah, exactly. I think the news got around a little bit. <laughs> that being said, like it's the report just that there's the restaurant industry and word of mouth gets around faster than anything else. Oh, yeah. And then combine it. It's in one town. It's not even a separate zip code. So, yeah. But anyways, like a month later, he got a job at another restaurant in the town. So, you know, you can you can work way out of it. Yeah. Anyway, so that so obviously that's a preamble to our, our episode today, which is about the Outback. Bloomin' Onion. For the record, the Outback Steakhouse um, of all the chains, and we're talking like tier two chains, so 99 Applebee's, Outback. Yeah, I would consider Outback as part of that group. Sit down pretty much, pretty much just sit down fast food, but twice the price of fast food. Yeah. Uh, just as bad for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just as bad for you, but there's a lot of beer deals. Like There's a lot of like Pabst Blue deals. Ribbon for two bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of that stuff. Like that. Um, and uh, the A lot of TVs. Is, there's tons of TVs. Oh, yeah, in there. tons of TVs. Um, tons of like all these restaurants. Actually, probably not the Outback. The Outback's a little different, but... Um, but I, I think the Outback know, is on the higher end of those restaurants. It is, yeah, because it doesn't... The only reason that it is on the higher end of the restaurants is it doesn't have sp- local sports teams' pictures. Plastered all over the wall, which the yeah, 99 like the is more than girls softball team from, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Marlboro High on the yeah, wall. They pride themselves on that. Yeah, I was at Applebee's uh, last week in Hudson, and they still have a poster of uh, Tom Brady on the Patriots, uh, David Ortiz and the Red Sox. They're like, yeah, yeah. this is, you know... Yeah, they really are just not Local. updating that shit. That's for sure. But mm-hmm. my whole point is that out of Applebee's, uh, 99, Outback, um, isn't there just, there's got to be like one more we can throw in there, right? Well, I'll throw in one. It's the, I think I would put it in connection for the top tier of those, like the highest like fanciness quality, but not quite the next level is the Longhorn Steakhouse. Like it's oh damn food's better quality and it's more expensive, but you're like you're still a chain. You're still like a restaurant chain, but you're not quite you're not quite a nice restaurant, but you're just on the cusp. I'd drop I'd drop them all in the same category though. Longhorn, Outback, yeah, I I still think Applebee's, um, Chili's, Chili's for sure. Fucking how did I forget that? Yeah, always go to the the one in um, uh, 
uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale's airport. That's yeah. where uh, I go. TGI every, Fridays, I would throw in. Yeah, Fridays too. for fucking sure. How but I, I mean, I love Fridays, though, still. Yeah, they're all they're, Fridays is good. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a good list for now. Of all of those, there you go. the Outback Steakhouse has one thing better. Do you know what it is? Uh, the Bloomin' Onion? Nope. Shrimp on the Bobby? Nope. The chocolate. Mm, they're open until midnight on New Year's. So if you want to eat dinner, you can eat there. I found out this year. That is good to know. Did you find out the hard way? <laughs> I found out. Oh, I found out the, the, the best way, which is that me and Dominic left the, uh, the party. We were at a 10 o'clock and then no restaurants were open for miles. And we found the Outback Steakhouse was still open. We got steaks. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Um, I liked 11 o'clock on New Year's. They still have the mooses and stuff there. Uh, nope. at the Outback Steakhouse, are you mixing it up with Bugaboo Creek? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. There's no um, mooses in Australia, my friend. Well, that's part of our, that was something that was said with no thought attached to it at all. So Bugaboo Creek is, would be on the list too. Unfortunately, Bugaboo Creek is, mm-hmm. is um, uh, what do you call that? It's, it's out of business. It's shuttered. Shuttered. I don't know where fucking Bugaboo Creek is supposed to be, but is it the Outback as well? Is it like another version the Bugaboo Creek is kind of like North Dakota, Canada, okay. like log cabin kind of style. It's yeah, that's it has like, the animal heads, but it's like you yeah. know, it's, all the seats are like hardwood, and it's like you're in a you're in a ski lodge, you know, but you're eating dinner. Okay, the back is like you're in Australia, mate, but you're really in you know Manchester, New Hampshire. <laughs> I mean. Longhorns, I can't do it. If you, Longhorn Steakhouse, Outback. And well, now the Longhorn Steakhouse, yeah, that's an American. Yeah, they can all too. be said with an Australian accent. And I'm um, just so they're all Australian. <laughs> We're going to butcher Australian accents. I mean, I, I, I kind of like know. the thing I can do British and Irish, but Australian, I can't do it all because I want to do British. Way better than me. So. I think I can do New Zealand better because it's more like the, hey, Dylan, uh, you want to go then grab a bite to eat there? Eh? Yeah. It's more of like a Wilson Gromit kind of twitchy uh, Kiwi accent. Yeah, you got a little half and half going on for sure. And um, speaking of half and half, uh, the Outback Steakhouse beats every single one of these restaurants in the chocolate milk department. Chocolate just, milk. See, I would never guess that because I'm not a chocolate milk guy. Like They you. do it better. Well, do you know what is their method if you had to guess? What, what makes them a cut above? I think if they told us, um, they'd be out of business. It's one of those, one of those industry It's a secrets. company secret. Yeah, it's an industry Much like secret. the Coke recipe. Yeah. Everyone knows it, so this isn't just a thing. Like they gotta do. I don't know what they're doing, but it is the creamiest by far. Cream really? zone, cream zone, fucking cream chocolate milk. The cream with, zone, with like, you know, it's it's gotta be Hershey's, probably name brand, not even Market Basket brand or or whatever. It's like so name they, yeah, they're, they're for going no Nesquik. It's not Nesquik. Nope, no, no. It's just Hershey's, Hershey's chocolate, chocolate syrup, super creamy. They must be doing something there because on the 99, we would just spray that Hershey chocolate syrup directly into milk and just stir it. And that was that. Yeah. I don't um, know. So how if it's creamier, I wonder if it's the milk that they pick that makes the taste because the, yeah. if they use the same syrup, it must be the, the milk that's different. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't work there. But if anyone, I know what it's not. That's there, not raw milk. <laughs> it's definitely not. I know that. Um, and have you ever I, tried raw chocolate milk? You fucking kidding me? <laughs> you must have. I, that's a stupid yes. question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I've had raw, raw chocolate milk, raw milk and milkshakes, raw milk with cereal, raw milk. Yeah. And I fucking, if milk can go in something, I've done it with raw milk. Love it. 
Um, so it like, reacts pretty good with the with the syrup and everything. Oh, raw milk, fucking, and and chocolate syrup is great. And then I found this chocolate syrup on Amazon that's like doesn't use high fructose corn syrup and it uses more cook cow 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 cocoa. That would be the rawest, cacao. right? You take like straight like cocoa powder, like yeah. straight from the plant, and then put it in raw milk. Yeah, it'd be bitter as I've done fuck. the raw cacao, cacao, cacao. You probably have to put sugar in it just to make it taste like chocolate milk. You do yeah, because it just raw raw cacao. No one knows how to say that. No one does. CSD. I think cacao is right. Strangely cacao? enough, right, yeah, I think it's cacao, cacao. Yeah, by itself is fucking great. You need a spoon, but it's really bitter. It's like dark chocolate. Super bitter. Four thousand. So you have to mix it with simple syrup or just sugar to get right. a legit situation. Those two is yeah. that that those two alone is all I need. Some raw milk, some raw cacao, good shit. But it's good, oh, fucking good with chocolate. Oh yeah, blimey, I mean yeah. crikey, not blimey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already mixing yeah. my fucking islands up here. All I know is I gonna go and put a shrimp on the barbie. That's the best I can do. <laughs> Wouldn't mind ordering a chocolate milk there <laughs> for me and my buds, me and my mates there. Me and my milk. mates, yeah, many mates. We gotta order a blooming onion and some chocolates. Blooming onions, if you please. And yeah. I do please. You're not overdue for a trip to the Outback Steakhouse, but I am. So, speaking of Outback, so we're gonna we're gonna get into the Outback. Um, Let's get into it. It's the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. Outback edition. <laughs> it's the Outback. Outback. You know, Joe, 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 what is the Outback? What's that mean to you? There's a couple things it could be. Outback could be a couple things. Well, it means a lot to me. I know my list of notes is varied, and it's not the, just the restaurant. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of different things. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if I even want to just uh, disclose all of what it means to me because I want to kind of surprise you as I go yeah. through my different yeah. Outback things here. Yeah, you start off then because we we got some Outbacks, plural. Some outbacks. There is the Outback. Sure the there is. Official Outback. but The Steakhouse. But uh, there's there's uh, you know there's some more outbacks out there, and it's and it's usually it's usually a place to go to do things people don't want to you don't want people seeing you do. I, don't, I can't think of one outback. Not in the front. Even it's outback back. steakhouse. I mean, hell yeah. Well, the Outback Steakhouse is an Australian themed American casual dining restaurant chain serving American cuisine. <laughs> I like how it's written that way too. It's like it's not Australian food; it's just American food. Yep, they, they say it is. Up. It's based in Tampa, Florida, which I didn't know. It's it's originally from Tampa, Florida, which now that I know it, makes what? all the sense in the world. I mean, I think that most Florida. most pub most uh nationwide restaurant chains, I believe, start in Florida. They are the land of the chain. Like any different city you go to in Florida has at least twelve square miles of every chain restaurant because it's all flat. So they just have these open like highway strip mall highway things where they have like. Buffalo Wild Wings, fucking Outback, like you name it. They have like a whole oh, yeah. thing there. I mean, yep. if there's any chain you can think of, it's in Florida. And a lot of them did start there. And that that's make sense true. Yep. Because it's just a good place for it. Because uh, people have a uh, really shitty taste and it's all flat ground. So you can just pave half a city and just drop everything in there. <laughs> and then taking the family out to dinner at Outback Steakhouse is like the anniversary. You know, like that's fucking highbrow. Yeah, it sure uh, is. I'm not talking about Tampa, Florida. I'm talking about all of florida <laughs> so don't, don't feel discriminated against tampa you're still in florida uh yeah it started actually in 1988 was the first location which is i don't know what i thought by That's bob I thought. basham christy yeah. sullivan trudy cooper 
which I don't know a lot of Trudy's as restaurant owners and Tim Gannon. And it, uh, it started spreading out from there and they, and actually have locations all over the world now, including Europe and Asia, which also surprised me. One place I bet it doesn't go over well, Australia. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it in Australia. I've only seen, like you said, UK, North America. I think they know better. They're like, there's no point opening up in Australia. Yeah, it, exactly. So, um, it's like opening up the UK chain fat American burger joint in, in New York city. You'd be like, we already have a bunch of these. This doesn't yeah, mean we are the land home of this. Exactly. I know for a fact in the UK, they actually make, you know how like pizza has like the stuffed crust pizza, like the pizza deal they have in the UK, different pizza chains have like American pizza where it's just a gigantic pizza. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just, it's American style. So it's fucking huge just and full of shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they do. I have seen ads for the American pizza deal where it's just like a triple fucking stacker pizza. Where it's like, yeah, be fat as shit like Americans. Yeah, yeah, they're there. There's every country I've been to, there's always an American restaurant. And it's it's like you walk in, there's license plates on the wall. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's car stuff because Americans yeah, use cars. Pretty much exactly how it goes down. All um, the waiters have guns holstered. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a. I haven't seen that yet, but I, I, I would think that if they're gonna do an American restaurant, that'd be fucking hilarious. Just everyone yeah, has a six shooter on their hip. Yeah, but it's actually a credit card reader. When you pull it out, there's no uh, barrel. It's just a fucking swipe. Hey, hey, I think that's. You know what? Actually, if you, if no one's really, we should do that. Reach for the sky. And, make and fun do of you America. have Visa or Mastercard? And you kind of hold it up. <laughs> we also take Apple Pay. Yeah. So my um. Uh, two favorite things about the Outback Steakhouse are that um, one of them is uh, has a location at Niagara Falls on the Ontario side. I did not uh, see that coming. The, yep. the Canadian persuasion of Outback sorry, Steakhouse. I am wrong. It has two Niagara Falls locations on um, each side. <laughs> yes. What the fuck? Wait, 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 no, no. It says one in one in Ontario, and then a second one, and then it says a second one has been opened. Um, after 2009 it just doesn't say where but and those are well, the i like only... to think there's one on each side of the falls uh that would probably make sense but you're also... like well i want to go to outback steakhouse but i don't have my passport so i just i'll eat it on the american side no it doesn't say no 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 so it's not the they are not american niagara falls outback steakhouses they are they're both canadian they are the other reason is is because um uh in 2009 um Oh, sorry. In 1996, Canada opened a bunch of Outback Steakhouses. Yeah, that was their initial. So what is that? Um, eight years after its opening in Tampa, Florida, they're already in Canada. That's already a fucking fast expanding chain. Yep. And then in 2009, Outback Steakhouse Canada abruptly closed all nine locations in Ontario, citing poor economic conditions. Um, what does then, that mean? Because no one could afford to buy a nice steak? I don't, I actually, I don't know. Is that, I mean, like economic company? conditions doesn't have to do with restaurant quality. That means people can't fucking pay for it. Right. Or they can't pay for their employees. Maybe. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like they probably did so bad because Canada, you can go get like Canadian uh, run. Well, like Canadian Canada has, Canada has fucking good food is my point. Like they, they get good shit. I have always liked the food in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and then they like, and they don't people, Canadians don't like America. Like they let, they think it's a joke. So why would they be like, let's go to like the That's uh, fair. I mean, we think Canada's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Um, so why didn't you hear you? I said that's fair. We think Canada's a joke too. <laughs> I 
I don't. I love Canada. I mean, I love, I mean, I've never been, but I think, I, I think Canada is great. I still think it's a joke. America's a joke too. Yeah. I mean, Canada, you don't get, you can't take Canada seriously. No, but I really enjoy my time there. They're yeah, food. I'm not saying you can't enjoy your... I'm not saying if it's a joke, it's a shitty country to be in. I'm just saying it's a joke because you can't take it seriously. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It is funny. So what is a funny funnier, country? What's funnier is they um, closed their locations and then opened a location at Niagara Falls in 2009 and then opened another one after that. That's really weird. Let's close so, all of them except open two in the same place. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I bet this is their thought. Honestly, you know, we could maybe ask Bob Basham or Trudy or Chris or Tim Gannon. Um, they probably know oh, they're all dead. Oh, too many blooming onions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We won't ask them, but maybe uh, whoever's in charge. No, no, they might still be alive. I'm just talking shit. Okay. Um, I am going to look up the blooming onion calorie count though, because I know it's insane. It's going to be, I might actually just have it right here on my thing. I, I got it. it. Got it. Yeah. I'll, got I'll, it. Let it rip. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But anyways, they um, sorry, God. Um, they probably realized that American tourists w- like want to go there, so they ding, put it ding, right ding. over there, and that's it. They're like, "All right, we're gonna put it with yeah. the with the Americans who come here because they're they're just too stupid to want to try exactly. our restaurants." So that's what happened. So, so that's the I outback wonder if they do house. serve poutine though at the outback in Canada. I hope it so. would behoove them eat, to serve some cheese curds and some. Dude, gravy I'd, eat, I'd eat poutine from a fucking gas station in Canada. It's just the shit. So um, uh, my next thing is that uh, I think it's interesting that on um, the stock market, their ticker symbol is BLMN, which is like Bloomin. (laughs) (laughs) They named it. Wow. That would be like if McDonald's was like BGMC for the Big Mac. (laughs) You name it after an an onion item, not even your name of your company. Well, I wonder, wonder, there must have been someone who had closer to Outback before them, right? And they're like, all right, let's just go with Bloomin' then. No, or or Bob, Trudy, Chris, or Tim fucking get it. And they- I like, hope that's what they, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be it. Cause they're like- They had to go up against popular? Bloomberg. They're like, all right, we got Bloomin', not Bloomberg Yeah, Bloomin'. yeah, yeah it's funny. So um, uh, the Bloomin' Onion's a one pound onion cut to bloom open, breaded, oh, deep fried, and served with mayonnaise, horseradish shots, sauce. Um, Chili's has, an, has the awesome blossom, but it's been discontinued. Yeah, um, well, I mean, there's other versions of it, but the Bloomin' Onion reigns supreme as Well, the, the whole point is that Chili's discontinued that because they're stuck. The yeah. Lone Star Steakhouse and Saloon's Texas Rose also sucks. Um, okay, yeah. And then um, uh, the Bloomin' Onion does hold one record, and it does come under fire for high calorie counts, and it is around 1,500. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was high. I couldn't remember the exact number. The craziest thing is it's just a fried onion. Like, the Big Mac is what, like a thousand? And it has meat and shit in it and bread yeah. and sauce and these things. But the blue and onion is 1500 calories and it's just a fried fucking. And onion it's an meat. appetizer. It's not meant to be a full meal. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, so uh, and just for the uh, the reference point, the recommended adult male calorie count for an entire day is uh, 2,500. So you get more than half of it for the blooming onion alone. And that means no breakfast, no lunch, just a blooming onion. And you're uh, you're at the recommended, <laughs> past the half the recommended calorie count for the day. No, they get you good. They get you real good. They do. I mean, I really, I, I love the blooming onion, but with anything that's fried onions, I mean, it's a, it's the quickest turnover from tastes good to makes me feel like shit. There's nothing else that I enjoy that much that makes me feel that bad. I'll eat two or three slices of the onion there. And I'm already starting to feel like I'm going to fucking throw up, but it tastes so good. 
All I'm going to say is this, because I don't want to go on a rant about the food quality in this country. Hey, but, go on a rant. It's your podcast. I, well, it's, it's a, then all of a sudden it becomes not political, but like, uh, it, you know, culinary something. <laughs> Anyways, there's a big thing going around right now. Yeah, it's called coronavirus. We all heard of it. We're not talking about that. Now you're, now you're yeah. getting political. Yeah, I know. I've heard of that. Um, <laughs> the um, big thing going around right now about people saying that, uh, making jokes about Taco Bell and how when they eat it, they fart and shit. Diarrhea, I mean. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was going to say Mexican food in general is you're going you're gonna to fart pretty hard. Unless, well, 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 well. So that's my whole point, is that if you have a... Uh, okay, let's hear it. If you have a homemade or a decent quality flour tortilla with mm-hmm. some chicken or steak in it, throw some cheese on there, throw some salsa that's even a little bit mild. Um, mm-hmm. With well, obviously uh, the seasoning too, you're going to season the meat, right? You're not going to put it in dry. Yeah, but seasoning is just a little bit of salt and some. No, the, the seasoning is the taco, taco, right? You can put tomato sauce on chicken and call it a taco, but the, the seasoning well, no, no, is what yeah, makes yeah, a taco. Exactly, but but that seasoning, I mean, I know some people are more sensitive to other than others to things but it's all sure. natural stuff if, uh, if if i make it if you go to talk about it's uh full of a whole bunch of other shit like things you know can't even pronounce yeah um, aren't oh just yeah for sure preservatives and artificial flavors and colorings and this and that and fucking there's very little meat in the meat and the tacos and taco yeah about. it's like meat glue all these other things that's what makes you fart and shit and diarrhea yourself i say yeah. that's what makes you diarrhea because you shouldn't have to diarrhea after eating Mexican food, but you're going to fart. You're eating beans and fucking okay, yeah, salsa and spicy. As we know from that girl who, who sold her farts. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. sold it. If those of you don't know, because not everyone's, you know. Like, Please update the folks on the story. Yeah. Whatever Joe watches. I don't know. Fucking, um, she was on, uh, I think, 90 Day Fiance, or am I mistaken? I don't know, but I thought she had a OnlyFans. She's she's someone who's in the industry. No, no, she has an OnlyFans because she was famous from television, and then your 15 minutes of fame is over. And she's like, "How am I going to parlay this into money?" And she's going, "Well, I don't want to show my uh, private parts on the internet, but mm. I do want to get paid for people being obsessed with me. So I'll fart right. in a jar yeah. and I'll sell that." Yeah. Okay. Joe nailed it. So so she eventually was making like 30 grand a month doing this. Smart. I love America. I mean, we talked about America a lot, but that is some American ass shit. Yeah, right like there. selling these, mailing these jars out, like she was doing it, and um, and uh, eventually she decided just like her her the amount of things she would eat like a ridiculous amount of beans, and yeah. she, um, she overclocked like, the production and, like, of sauerkraut of beans, like just all the <laughs> stuff that it eventually um she went to, to, to hospital with like severe abdominal pain and yeah. there was a she fucking had a problem you know it's like any uh, resource for a factory it's like you ha- you can only push your workers and your machines so much and you, you want to maximize profits but i mean if you're eating nothing but sauerkraut and beans all day that's gonna have an adverse effect and sure you're getting paid for it but something's got to give here and of course it did she had to be hospitalized yeah. because she was selling her farts too much and the thing is, is, you know, for those people out there, uh, that's a good girl to date because <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. Cause she could have, she could have carried this on $30,000 a month for years. If I think she, she did, planned to, if she did one thing right. And that would be buy some fart spray on the internet, spray it, just put a teeny little bit in the jar and a little bit of perfume on it. And, 
No one's gonna know. Well, she didn't want to lie but to her. She face. was authentic, which she's authentic. She's got a she has actual conscience, and she actually yeah. felt guilty about lying, like about doing something else, or just or just like buying dog shit and just like back a little bit. <laughs> oh, like, people there's know so many things she could have done to make this last and now she's out she's now now back to work at you're, you're totally right man because i bet if if i was one of the guys who bought the fart jar and if i was i wouldn't admit it on this podcast are you <laughs> i said i wouldn't admit it on the podcast okay yeah that's the rules we have uh, if i was i would be i would have a real shit eating grin on my face when i heard that story because i know that it's authentic i'd be like well i have my doubts because it barely smelled at all because it was shipped you know three weeks ago and it's in a mason jar um yeah, I but when it. i heard she's hospitalized i figure i got my money's worth here dude can you imagine this i just i'm just now picturing how this actually went down like so there's no way she like kept her clothes on it's just like seal the jar up yeah. to you and just like spray in there like i could have. oh been well yeah if she if I, if I found out that when i'm buying this fart jar that she was wearing pants when she did it i want my fucking money back yeah i want I it straight from the source i mean who wants to buy a bottle of nice spring water poured through a cheesecloth in someone's pants i want it right out the spring baby from the source well for those people who are thinking about doing this you can you can just listen to joe because he knows knows you got to build up a following first if you enter the marketplace saying i'm going to sell my farts you're going to have very few takers but if you get mildly famous first and a lot of creeps learn about you you can start farting away in mason jars mason jars if you buy them in bulk not that expensive so cheap dude you can get like uh 10 is like less than 10 bucks yeah you pass on the cost of shipping to the buyer and now all you're doing now is paying for uh sauerkraut beans and uh, probably extensive hospital bill and then your gravy well if you're paying for anything like that like that's like not illegal but also kind of freakish like fetish shit that's expensive i mean i imagine she was probably there's a premium 50 bucks shipped for that is i mean i'd probably charge 100 if i was popular Oh, I, I bet the actual jar itself probably costs a shit ton of money. The shipping doesn't increase whether or not you're, it's valuable or not, though. It's by weight, right? Oh, it's by weight. So you could ship that for uh, $9 probably yeah. to California. Yeah, you pay for shipping when you... Yeah, California would be the... 15 but uh, yeah. yeah, but like... But it would have been smart if she was uh, in Canada again. She should have done this from Canada. That way, when she has to be hospitalized from um, destroying her intestines, she can get out of the hospital with no medical bills whatsoever because they have universal health care like every other major nation in the entire world besides the United States. Dude, dude, I got some crazy news with that. way it's all gravy. Her name is Stephanie Maddow, if you guys want to look her up. And Joe was right. She's from the show 90 Day Fiance. So not even famous to be a celebrity. She was on a reality TV show about um, tricking a loser American old guy into saying you're going to have sex with them and marry them so that you can get a American citizenship and then you can divorce them and make a life for yourself. That's she's what the really, show's about. She's got it figured out. So um, as with, as that show is insane, by the way, if you've ever seen any, clips I've from never it. seen it, but I always, whenever I go down to Florida to visit my parents, that's one of the main things you watch is like reality TV shows like that. And they it's are fun. trash and I will not watch them by myself. But if I go down there and watch with them, it's great. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. It makes you want to walk away from the TV sometimes. Though, you're, it's like you're watching a car crash and it, you just can't stop. And the people just keep, keep digging themselves deeper and deeper and just paying money and more money. It's out, it's out of control. It's out of control. And it's, it's, it's just, I don't even know what to say about it. Besides, she, we were all wrong. Dude, she made $45,000 a week 
selling these. Holy shit. No wonder she fucking destroyed her intestines. She's probably doing like 100 farts per hour here. Dude, 45 grand a week. And she sold the jars for $1,000 a pop. So a she's. Thou- okay. So that, okay. So that's only 45 farts a week. That's not even that that's bad. It. No, I so farted at least that many times a week. I've just been going too crazy with that. I feel like 45 a week is not too bad. I mean, however, she only did it for, uh, she was only to keep it up for like four or five months before she like fucking had a problem. Oh yeah. She's like a UFC fighter, an NFL running back. You have to make hay while the sun shines. You can't, you're not going to be in peak physical condition forever. You got to get those farts out while people still are clamoring for them. I mean, you can spread it out. But three years from now, I bet no one knows who you are and they don't care to buy your farts. But you just were on an episode of 90 Day Fiance on Discovery Channel or the <laughs> Learning channel. channel. Man, what happened to the world, dude? That's on Discovery Channel or, or the Learning Channel. It's, it's one of those like Discovery uh, group channels. Yeah. I remember when Nat Geo was like a documentary only. And when Discovery Channel was not far from it, it was just about U boats of the. Yeah. You'd be, yeah, the, you'd be, or they'd, they'd show you like. The SS know, how, Nazi how the world works yeah. u-boats that destroyed all the fleets and then um yep. history channel was gunny uh talking mail about call mail call in the marine corps and yep. shooting guns and then you just have this like black and white you know world war ii documentary and that's what it was mm-hmm. like oh uh, they still show those but now they have uh aliens and the hunt for the hollow earth the nazis in it they still show those sometimes but it's mostly just um yeah, it's mostly, uh, people who are a thousand pounds or people who didn't know they're pregnant or uh yeah. people getting married to uh filipina women um who they never <laughs> met before okay yeah it's very cool now very cool Yep. So that's, um, I don't know where she came out of this whole thing besides, um, oh yeah. So yeah, you're, you're blooming onion. Um, <laughs> we got it. I'm so glad we took that detour though. That yeah, was it's, lovely. It's me. It, I am too. I've been thinking about these things for a while. The yep. blooming onions making you guys shit because it's full of shit. It's full of no, shit. Not it definitely onion. is. It is an onion, but it's got other stuff in it. And you so, know, they're not, they're not, I, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, so I don't want to say it outright, but I'm fully confident that they're not taking an, a slicer, splitting the onion, battering each individual piece, uh, frying it up, and then posing it together in this nice, beautiful shape. They're taking a fucking freezer bag that says BLMN, and then you put it in the fucking fryer for X amount of times. You pull out like some kind of metal plastic thing rip it off and then it just looks like the thing and it just falls apart you go that's one blooming onion for you so whatever goes into shipping those all over the country is not going to be good for you yeah you would know i mean when i when i worked in the kitchen i uh only made uh, uh put soup in bowls and then brought food out to people that had the ticket with it i didn't actually see the cooking mm-hmm. um all, all i heard was just people Get in my fucking kitchen. You guys are standing around here too long. What the fuck are you doing in here? That was that was pretty much just the kitchen. I didn't yep. really actually get any opportunity to see things. Standard but operating procedure. I think you're completely right that it's all frozen, even the blooming onion that says their NASDAQ uh, stock uh, name, <laughs> BLMN, blooming. <laughs> so that's the Outback Steakhouse. I think we covered that pretty well. I think um, so. Yeah, and uh, we have we have a hard hitter at the end, uh, or somewhere in somewhere in here. We'll we'll get talk about the other outback, but right now there's um there's an outback everywhere, right, Joe? There's an outback all over this planet. There sure is. I I wanted to. I know I'm doing my boring Joe stuff, but before we move into the other outbacks around the world, I want to take a step out of the restaurant into the actual uh, the real outback. 
for all the uh the folks live out there yeah we'll, we'll that's give terrible people, i know i think you did good we'll we'll give people uh what they want to hear they came here i think for for the all the mates back in australia is what joe means i know you australia, guys australia this right. whole entire podcast was going to be about the outback steakhouse right but i, I insisted we diversify and the outback was made famous from the um there's a, a movie it was in uh, that was called um uh, give me a second. Uh, the movie was about uh, some Australian uh, backpack murders. And uh, fucking, where did it go? Sorry, everyone. Um, hey, vamp for you. Outback. I mean, vamp for you in the meantime. Australia. Yeah. It is one of the biggest countries in the world. Not quite, though. It's 2.9 million square miles. The USA is 3.7. Um, but if you overlaid Australia to the United States, it's almost a one-to-one, not including uh, Alaska. Pretty damn big. But their population is only 25 million, which isn't even a quarter of the United States population. It's because in the country of Australia, if you saw a population map, it looks like a ring. No one lives in the middle part because it's a fucking desert wasteland. That's what they call the outback. It's like 90% of the country is just this behind me. Just Yeah, wasteland. but it's actually something interesting, though, is that so you have the cities that line the coasts, and then yeah. there's there's a layer in between there that's still still a little sort of populated. That mm-hmm. they, according to this one article I read, the, they call that next layer the bush. The bush, into but the then bush. the bush isn't like dead fucking ball center. That's like the real outback. Yeah, the real outback. It's like if you're not an animal, you can't survive there. Yeah, yep. There's the bush. The cities like Melbourne. They call it Melbourne. Melbourne, yep. Not Perth. Melbourne. Sydney. Yep. And then the bush, and then the real outback. The real outback. Absolutely. It's the only Huge. thing that's an island, a country, and a continent, which is interesting. They named the you entire sure about that? I feel like that's not true. An island, a country, and a continent. Isn't there like uh There's nothing that's all Antarctica? three. That's not a country. It's not? Nope. It's just a continent, but it isn't a country and has no countries on it. That's right. Wow, we all learned something today, didn't we? Yeah. And don't forget, <laughs> Australia, hell yeah, Australia, the country and the island is Australia. But I, I, Australia, the continent, includes New Zealand and Tasmania and all the islands off of it, too. You shouldn't me? Yeah. So New Zealand wow. is part of the continent of Australia, but is not part of the country of Australia. It's its own country. Well, who would have known that? New Zealand. Well, me. Up. New Zealand, comma, Australia is a place. In yeah, New Zealand. Tasmania, comma, Australia. Yeah, but that would be like United States, comma, North America. Right, but then they should have maybe considered, no one asked me, um, renaming Australia the country to something like New Wales. They probably thought of it. They actually named it after the Latin phrase Southland. Australia? Terra Austral- Australis is the original name, and they call it Australia. Which, do we know what the locals called it? Because I feel like they probably didn't call it the Latin name. Uh, they definitely did not. <laughs> but also, I'm pissed off that they even call it. I mean, I guess when I heard Terra Australis, I'm like, okay, at least it means a Latin name for, like, Southland. But when I heard it being called Australia, the country of Austria had existed for, uh, I don't know, a thousand years before that. Don't name your country Australia when you're right next to Austria. Name it something else. 
even when they name shit, it's named forever. The name sticks. So pick the right name. And they named an entire country, continent, and island one letter off of Austria. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know Austria is there. It's like if they call a, a new island Germanica. Like, we already have Germany. It's right there. You don't just name it the same thing. It's like, and they're not even Austrian. You're British who naming that. Yeah, but Germanica would be, would be pretty cool, though. And it's mean, a cooler it name. It definitely bad absolutely example. ruins everything about Australia. If it was called But Germanica. what if they named it Belgia? It's like, or Belgiuma. It's like, it's already a thing. What do you think it should have been named? Anything that's not a previously understood country for thousands of years. Like, just don't name it something already. You get to pick a name for a country and a whole continent. You're naming it. And you're going to name it what already exists. You're going to call it France O, Italio, Italiu. You already have Italy. Why are you naming it the same fucking thing? You have one job, which is to name an entire continent, and you pick where you are. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I'm going to call it Americo. Yeah. It's lazy. It's what it is. It is. It is lazy. Yeah. And we all have to call it that forever now until we die because some fucking lazy asshole couldn't think of a better name than Australia. And I know he knew about Austria. I know he knew about it. That piece of shit. He definitely knew about it. What a dick. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. It's like all the people who said. named every single New England town after an England town. It's like, we get it. It's New England, but you already got lazy <laughs> in the name. Now you're going to rename every town. We're going to call it New York, New Hampshire, uh, New Brunswick. It's like, fuck you. You yeah. have a chance to make a new name, and all you're doing is copying the old ones. You're, you're Salem, here. New Salem, both in Massachusetts. Then there's also yeah. a North New Salem on the way to Amherst. You've seen it. There's a new Boston in New England. You're getting lazy on the new name that you just oh, had. Man. Come you on, people. You could have literally named it like... Me and you could name 100 towns tonight that are more creative than all the towns in entire New England. And it's, they didn't even try. Yeah. Makes just, pick, just do a landscape thing. Be like uh, Orangeville. Mm. Yeah. Black Mountain Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. So, yeah, they named it that. And obviously, they named it that very recently. It's during the period of colonialism where the UK was going all over the world being like, hey, it's going to be this. And obviously, famously, we have to mention that Australia was originally used as a prison colony because they found this giant, massive land. It was more than an island. It's like it's the reason why it's called a continent. It's almost the size of the continent of the United States, but it's just an island. So they were like, well, there's nothing here except for uh, kangaroos and uh, poisonous uh, creatures and venomous snakes and spiders so let's just make it a fucking prison colony we'll ship all our uh, unwanted and unwashed masses over here it's like the opposite of the united states we'll take your poor and huddled masses australia is like we're gonna we'll ship all the criminals out here and that's why um much like how everyone's related to genghis khan everyone in australia's great granddad uh is a rapist it's a little <laughs> fact it's true i don't Ask make me. the rules i just follow them yeah um they you know a real good example of someone who was uh related to the criminals became a criminal himself just because it was in his dna oh man i totally forgot about the the story of this we ever mentioned this guy who's like we've never uh, mentioned the the robin hood of australia with his uh we gotta talk about him ivan milat is that his name? He's the one who wears like the, the pot on his head and he goes and like rustles cattle and all the crazy stuff. Um, 
not thinking that's the case with this guy, uh, but you can. Oh, I'm thinking of a different touch, guy. My mistake. I'll, you can I'll touch base with your uh, with your sheep fucker in a minute. Um, oh, he's he's a legend, absolute legend. I didn't even think about him until right now. Please go ahead. No, there was a murder. Well, a movie, one of the scariest horror movies of all time that we didn't mention. Oh, it's the backpack movie that you took the last 20 minutes trying to figure out what it is. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not thinking the same thing, please. Definitely one of the most brutal fucking realistic movies of all time called Mm -hmm. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek, the backpack murders in the Australian outback. A story Mm -hmm. about Ivan Milat, the serial killer at Belanglo state forest interesting what he he did was uh he was convicted for the murders of seven uh seven folks who uh just wanted to go out hiking doing their thing blah 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 and they were 80 miles west of new south wales city of wollongong in australia um and he got convicted for all of them and was serving seven life sentences as well as 18 years of parole at the maximum security Goldburn Correctional Center, an Australian supermax security prison for males. Damn. Um, I bet Australia could do like the Alcatraz thing where instead of being surrounded by water, you'd be surrounded by the Australian outback and you'd die just as fast. Dude, absolutely. The whole point is that these people go out there, they sort of get lost because he fucks with them like he, he, he pops their tires. And then he, you know, is nice and takes them back to his place or whatever it is. And then uh, they start to notice some some dinner, light some candles, pretty much then drugs them, you know, a classic uh, romance. And then, yeah, classic. And, um, and then he severs their spine first, always at the top. So they get paralyzed and then fucking fucks with them and then kills them. It's like bad fucking news, keeps all their cars. It's just fucking crazy. But the background of the whole thing is that um, it's uh, it's it's based on one fact about the outback that no one's talking about. And Let's it's talk about true. it. The number since the movie has gone up too. Um, Thirty-eight thousand people are reported missing in the outback every year. Thirty-eight every 000. year. That's an entire town's worth of people. Thirty-eight thousand every Jesus. year. That's terrifying. However, 90% of them are found within a month. But the rest of them, never seen again. Wow. And I bet the ones, part of the 90%, they're found um, dead, I'd imagine. I don't know. But um, it doesn't say, but they definitely are too. Like a family went missing recently and all of them were found dead. Um, Yeah. But, um, and then also this recent, like, uh, 38 horses were all shot dead on some dude's ranch. What the hell? Yeah, a bunch of fucked up shit happens in the outback, and it gets no... It's like the Wild West, you know? It is, but it's almost worse because it's, like, cold and dry and this and that. There's not there's enough to survive, but not enough to survive, really, at all. Yeah. It's, it's not quite a desert, so but it basically is a desert. Weird. Yeah, it's like, a It's weird a desert thing. with, like, a lot of plants in it, but nothing to sustain life. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's what I'm saying. It just has this extra, like um this like extra level yeah. of like just and part of the reason why it's so unique and weird is because the australian subcontinent broke off of the main chunk of like what you call like eurasia and stuff millions of years ago so unlike you know you picture asia and africa 
in Europe, they're all connected still. North and South America are all connected. That's a giant continent. They've been connected for millions and millions of years. Australia broke off so long ago that it's been developing on its own. I mean, you don't have ships. You don't have different species coming in and out for millions and millions of years. And there's not even a chance for them to intermingle. So it's kind of like its own little world mm. that was developing, evolving species, evolving plants, has its own separate climate. That's why it's such like a weird world in the middle of the world that Australia has all these weird creatures that don't exist anywhere else. And even plants and even climate and, uh, you know, ecosystems that just don't exist anywhere else. Cause it's its own little broken off Island that yeah, and it's been developing so for itself from... or well before humans ever existed. Yeah. And it's just the, the closest thing is Southeast Asia. It's so fucking strange. Like you think of like yeah. Thailand and Laos and Cambodia. Yeah. And that's the closest like, neighbor. And then, and then there's this fucking giant desert. That's huge. That looks yeah. nothing like Asia, but it's closer to Asia than anything. Yeah, um, that's as close as relative is yeah. Indonesia and uh, India and all those countries. Yeah, so it's a it's a good place for a horror movie because you get the charming chop. Char- I can't do it. Charming Australian accent. They're always fucking fun as fuck to talk to. Oh yeah, and then they lure you in and they fucking sever your spine. It's just not. Slip me some it's- beers, and Coopers, dudes. <clears throat> yeah, posters. Yeah. These guys are eating kangaroos and shit it's a weird fucking place i don't uh it's any really i have you just really feel like you're just not even connected to this world anymore but you are oh as we mentioned uh recently that's where most marsupials and the entire planet live it's an entire species of mammals that like we mentioned they give birth before the uh, babies develop and they put it in a pouch and there's like you know, 30, 40 species of them all. And they're all in Australia because they developed there by themselves for millions of years. That's why you don't have um, marsupials in North America. You don't have a fucking raccoon doesn't have a baby and put it in its pouch for a month and a half and jump around and climb around with it in its pouch. When the raccoons have a baby, it's a fucking baby raccoon. Yeah, right. right. When a kangaroo has a baby, put that thing in the pouch. They have a built-in body pocket. Same with wallabies, koalas, all of them crazy and um the one in the united states hmm. it's got a very long nose with spiky teeth on it possum uh, is that a possum marsupial too pretty sure oh i didn't know that i can see them doing that though those little weirdos yeah they're weird but they're actually really cool and they eat ticks yeah you're right yeah, they're marsupials too. So yeah, they don't just exist in Australia. That's a good point. Yeah, they're but, chill and cool too. Like they look like they're scary little rats, but they're not at all. They're just yeah, they're so actually cool. helpful and they're good. Yeah, and they have super good immune systems, like like yeah. raccoons or vultures, where they can just eat anything and like just dead yeah. rotting stuff, which is what better for us. I mean, you want to have like a biological vacuum to get rid of all the diseases? They'll just fucking eat those parasites, eat those ticks up, no problem. No, I, I mean, yeah, that. they look creepy, but they're supposed to live at night anyway, so you shouldn't really be seeing them. People have them as pets, and they're like wicked cool. That's weird as fuck to have those yeah. pets, but it's a little scary. But like, they, it's strange, but they're cool. I'm totally down with them. It's like this new cool thing. Yeah, I'll see if I can't grab a picture of a, a possum with all the babies grabbing onto its back. It's really creepy looking, but it's also somehow cute. It's like a little middle ground it's there. Amazing, it's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so Australia outback. So we got a place full of a lot of animals, um, mm-hmm. a big area, and a good percentage of the most dangerous animals on the planet live there too which is strange because it's not a big slice i mean it's a big country but it's not a big slice of the world as a whole but it just so happens to have some of the most concentrated 
deathly animals in our fucking world there all yeah, and they're up. hardcore too like they're hardcore as fuck because they uh, you know a lot of, like you said um a lot of them don't come out in the day because it's too hot so they hide in bushes and then they yeah. uh, in the bush they, yep yep yeah everything is a dawn dawn and dusk type of place it's all friendly and cool you feel like it seems like everything's fine there until the sun goes down and then all the Huge flocks of budger gira, budger budger igars, you got cockatoos, corellas, galas, kangaroos, dingoes, and uh, and <laughs> I wouldn't mention king. I mean, obviously, kangaroos you wouldn't fuck with them, they look cute, but don't those legs are so powerful they can break a man's fucking spine, ass. and they're also uh, six feet fucking tall, yeah, they're huge. Uh, I mean, think about how fast they move. They bounce around. They just use their legs as a spring. I mean, imagine if you saw a human that's the same size as that bounce like that. Those are some powerful muscles. Yeah. But I wasn't even thinking about, you know, furry animals when I talk about deadly. I'm talking about like the fucking creepy crawlies that'll kill you. Lizards that are basking in the sun, except for in the summer because it's too hot for them. So they hide in holes and eat you at night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, you got the, the funnel web spider. I mean, one bite from that you're dead uh the uh what's it called the inland i got it on here sorry the inland taipan snake you'll die in 45 minutes you get bit by that we have the blue ring octopus which we brought up on our poison yeah yeah i mean you'll die you'd so fucking fast to get bit by that thing and there's no cure so you're fucking yeah yeah it's just the the box jellyfish box jellyfish is huge that's uh well it's it's small but what's not huge yeah, well, they have um, 5,000 stinging cells and 15 tentacles. I mean, if you even touch that thing, you better, better yeah, watch the fuck fucked. out. And then just, you know, it's the only place where you can see a, a shark fighting a snake, fighting a kangaroo all in the same place. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all in the same place. Like, yeah, it's it's really a real real place for yeah. that type of shit. And not to mean. mention then, the shit that'll eat you outright. Like all the 200, you know, shark species that all live around Australia, including the saltwater crocodile, which is the largest reptile on earth and it's basically a fucking dinosaur a saltwater crocodile could fuck up an american alligator and i wouldn't even want to shake hands with an american alligator so no thanks yeah it's it's really really it's out there and um i just it's a great place to surf but you just have to watch out for all of that <laughs> so it's, it's watch out for everything we've mentioned in the past 10 minutes you'll be fine yeah. But also watch out for the Great Barrier Reef, which is the biggest reef on planet Earth and one of the most biodiverse places. Adds to the environment, makes so much oxygen, all this crazy biodiversity all in there. And every single day, thousands of miles of it die because of global warming and pollution. We're slowly destroying it all. And by the time we're old men, it might all be gone. Because it all just absorbs. It's designed to filter everything exactly so if you filter out all your shitty particles of plastics and you know carcinogens and shit it just filters that all in and that's why you see those dead parts of the reef that they look like boneyard they all turn like ashy colored and then it's just miles and miles of the reef that have been dead and the thing's been around for you know i don't know how long exactly but it's it's hundreds of thousands of years it just like it just maintained it's almost like a forest but it's all of living things it's Oh, I'm sorry, force of living things too, but all of animals. It's yeah. not actually plants. Coral are actually animals. It's strange, but they're filter they're feeding strange. animals. And it's yeah. near 42 Wallaby Way, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 S- yeah Sydney, 42 Wallaby Way, P. Sherman, exactly. Right 
That's exactly it. Um, so besides the, the, you know, that type of stuff, there are feral animals there as well. Sure. And um, I all learn, also learned today what the word feral means, because you're always like, oh, it's a feral cat or a feral raccoon or a feral this, which mm -hmm. always just sounds like it has rabies. Um, right? I mean, I, I know that of our listeners, I'm not the only one who thought this. Like, yeah, when you think of feral, you think of like, uh, like shitty, a vicious, yeah, like vicious, scratching at rabies, you. Yeah. gross thing. Yeah. Uh, that's not what feral means at all. Feral just means it's not native. Oh, really? I thought it, I meant non-domesticated. No, I think feral feral just means... Invasive. So it's an invasive species then? Yeah, feral is invasive. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, in I think it's used interchangeably, though. When you say you have a feral child, you don't mean it's an invasive child. You mean it's a child that acts like an animal. I mean, maybe those people don't know what feral means. Well, they definitely don't know how to raise a kid, I'll tell you that. No, it's true. Maybe they're feral adults. Invasive always a chance. Adults. There's plenty of feral adults out there. Um, but it's a, it's an invasive species, and they're a serious threat to... Well, feral means invasive, and it's a serious threat, as always. Mm -hmm. And with that comes camels, which were brought by pastoralists and explorers. Does that mean you're like a studier of pastors, or you are a pastor i would imagine pastoralists mean like pastures like uh pasture feeding animals sheep cows no 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 no, no. like oh oh yeah 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 okay not gotcha. pastures pastures that, I, I don't know that like for sure that's just my guess like pastoral living is like you live you like have your herds of animals and they eat they graze i don't know I, I always associate camels with priests so when priests just go to places <laughs> they just make sure that there's camels well, I mean, um, I always put it with the three wise men going to see Jesus. So that's just the religion yeah, right true. there. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, Afghan drivers also brought them here, which were also what, taxi you know, drivers. Uh, yeah, right. Afghan driver, taxi driver, for sure. Definitely New York City. Um, no, dude, actually, you're not fucking wrong. Um, pretty much a taxi driver is a they were known as Afghans or Gans. Uh, they were camel drivers who worked in out, outback Australia from the 1860s to 1930s. And wow. they were the ones who drive camels. Yeah, like like a cattle drive. I guess that's a good idea to have an animal that doesn't need to drink water for a fucking week when you're crossing yeah, the outback. Smart. I mean, it's basically yeah. like the Sahara Desert. So it's a smart move, really. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, horses, which were known as Brumbies. Um, <laughs> Brumbies. Brumbies. Uh Pigs, foxes, cats, goats, rabbits, and a bunch of other. They got shit. my new muscle car. Got under <laughs> Brumby power. Muscle car. Yeah, love that. That's exactly how it goes down. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's how it goes down there with animals. There's just pretty much everything everywhere else. But, Tons of them. Uh, also, there one of the invasive species of Australia that almost ruined most of the agriculture back in the uh, early 1800s. Rabbits. Rabbits are an invasive they species. They fuck up so many things. They multiply like crazy. And, and because they never existed in Australia, they had no natural predators. I'm sure plenty of predators started feasting upon them. But no animals there knew yeah. how to deal with them. And they knew how to deal with predators because they're fast as shit. And they reproduce even faster. So they actually had a major epidemic of rabbits. Um, and they started, much like the emu war that we had mentioned in the past, they started... Um, recruiting local farmers to kill as many rabbits as possible for a bounty because they were destroying all the crops in Australia. Yeah. At that point, what are you going to do? You know, like eating crops, it's, you can't fuck with that. I'm surprised. No, I, I mean, sense, but just don't bring them. That's a, all it comes down to. That's why there's so many crazy laws about 
transporting animals between countries because all you do is bring one male and one female of an animal species and you could destroy an entire ecosystem in you know 20 years dude it's weird there's a tree that i found in the woods it's like a plant actually but it's a tree but it's plant i can't really figure out what the fuck it is but it's like hollow it's like hollow when you tap on it yeah um dude i'm in the middle of the woods and i was and i think i was on my bike and i was like what in the fuck dude it has leaves so big i could wrap a body in it like holy shit (laughs) that's not a new england thing so um i'm not fucking around like there it's gotta die in the winter though it's letting off so much um moisture and I, water. I know exactly where it is it comes back every year i don't understand wow, resilient. yeah but the leaves are enormous like they're like the size of my whole torso at least Damn. and um and uh that's that's a uh taken invasively thing i took a picture and put on some plant thing and like oh yeah that's a japanese whatever the fuck i was like well oh yeah for another land yeah, i mean but- it, nature evens everything out if you give it a million years or so but you can't just bring something from another continent that would never be there it just doesn't fit in it yeah, it's gonna be the up. same you know zone yeah we're talking about all the invasives be like uh the a Burmese python in Florida that's destroying the Everglades, killing every goddamn animal in the world. And water hyacinth has been taking over North and South America for the past hundred years. And it's, it's strangling out all the wetlands plants and the entire thing. I always yeah. think of it in space of species like, oh, it's like an animal. But like you said, with your Japanese plant, it could be a plant too. It just can outcompete everything because it's living in a different environment. Dude, that being yeah, said. You didn't, you didn't mention, uh, just because sorry, you just have to mention the most invasive of all is the mm-hmm. snakehead things fucked it's from africa and asia and they, it's in just now all those people who are out there noodling you know the noodlers oh yeah they noodle yeah the noodlers are out there in georgia and tennessee and kentucky and all those places where there's swamps and shit oh yeah i've seen these goddamn things yeah they're snakehead. they're a fish but they are aptly named snakehead because they look freaky like as a hell. fucking snake and they walk on land and they're fucked and they're just taken over this u.s south which is fine damn. um where are they from originally uh it says africa and asia africa wow damn yeah, yeah. people like who brought that shit. fucking over here like hey uh you know america let's bring the snake head over it's, there. it's always some asshole it's like the guy who brought off um african honeybees and brought into america and then they fucked a bunch of other bees and they became yeah. killer bees it's like good job dickhead nice job walk back to me traveling in a fight The Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast is brought to you by Off-Brand Tissues. Sure, it's not Kleenex, but my nose can't tell the difference and it's going directly in the trash. Um, do you know people live in the outback? You know, you're talking about modern day people, or you're talking about the uh, the native peoples of Australia? Uh, I have to talk about them. All of the above. I mean, the Aboriginal folks definitely need to be discussed immediately after this. All but right. um, there are ten uh, percent of the country's population live in the millions of square miles that make up the outback. That's nuts. Well, I was pretty close to that 90% then, if it's the 10% live in the middle. Exactly. It's 60,000 people, so it's not a whole fucking lot. Keep in mind, like, um, take an area that's like a billion times the size of Iceland. One billion, actually. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's much like Alaska, right? Where, like, 
you know, less than 10% of the population of America lives in Alaska, but people live in that entire thing. Yeah. Actually, I should go one step further. 10% of the population of America probably lives in the middle of America, if you don't count Texas. Dude, it's a good point. Yeah, a lot of fucking people up there. Most people um, live on the coast, no matter where you go. It's just not dense. But um, 60,000 people live in the millions of square miles and make up the outback. And they do it in mostly small villages, widely separated by deserts and connected by highways and dirt roads. Um, and they really pretty much just um, work on large cattle and sheep farms. Not, wow. and I didn't mention the indigenous Australians who yeah, these have are, been uh, living there for 50,000 years or more. No one knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I hear that they, they get nothing but land. All the regions. You could probably buy a, you know, a thousand square miles in the outback for dirt cheap because no one can fucking live there besides dirt. So they're like, yeah, sure. If you want to try it, go ahead. Good luck. Yeah, but I think they if should you break your it. leg in the outback, you're gonna have to wait a week and a half for a fucking ambulance to arrive. So well, they're, they're, you're on yeah, your own. Exactly. Well, they do um, a big a big thing, just like Austra- Australia, just like uh, just like Australia, because it's Australia, right? Just just like, yeah, but but Alaska, you know, they have um, you know bush pilots um, that come and fly shit to these fucking people. I'd rather have um, Nextel Cup pilots if I had to choose who's gonna pick me up in an emergency. Next I want a Bush time. League guy. I want. I want. Oh a sprint yeah, cup yeah. Pilot. The old, uh, the old Winston Cup pilot. I want. Yeah, yeah, I want a Winston Cup pilot taking me up. Not uh, a Bush League. I would League prefer guy. definitely a Winston Cup pilot. Those were the prime of the prime. What you call A plus? A plus for sure. Yeah, yeah. I bet the cigarettes taste a little better there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the outback. So, everything tastes better when you have you have nothing to eat for a week. That's true. I mean, there's enough. I mean, I mean, yeah, can you imagine how those. good like a bowl of white rice with salt on it would taste after not eating for nearly a week? It would be the most delicious thing you've ever had in your life. Yeah, dude. Sometimes that's sometimes why I exercise because it makes food taste better because it's like all of a sudden it's like, damn, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah, your body's absolutely. demanding it because of what you did, not just because you exist. There is something to that. It's like getting thirsty by doing something rather than just being thirsty by being alive. Yeah, like, and, and if you're I don't super think... like sweaty, you just chug that water. It, it tastes so much better than if you're like, I'm alive. I better drink some water just to keep living. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. If you go a little, level a little bit of water, it's so good. It's so good, dude. So, um, yeah, you want to start talking about some indigenous Australians, a.k.a. the Aboriginal tribe? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to say about them just because, you know, I don't know a shit ton about them. But one of the main things I know about them is that, like you said, they've been around for tens of thousands of years. I mean, as far as we understand, they are the oldest concurrent civilization of humans on the planet. Well, I love that that for them so much. That group of people has been around and continuously living and thriving longer than China, Greece, Egypt, even parts of Africa. As one culture moving on, the Aboriginal people of Australia have been around for that long. Because much like all the animals on the island, don't take that the wrong way. (laughs) They're not animals to people. (laughs) Don't listen to the British. Um, They've, it's a broken off continent. And they think that a lot of them probably went through Oceania, which is Indonesia and all those islands and traveled there and started it uh, after the last ice age, basically like the early, like we're talking about like caveman times and they moved down there and they started thriving probably to escape all that fucking ice. I'd have to guess and get to somewhere where that's a little bit more thought out. 
uh, thawed, not thought out. Yeah. On the um, Australian, so to, to get, you know, get into it, on the, on the Australian census, it says there's almost a million people who are um, still claim to be indigenous when they ask their race, which is pretty that, cool. That's interesting doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that they all live like original aboriginals. Yeah. Well, it'd be like, yeah, like people who have uh, Native American blood in them in, in the United States yeah. where it's like, yeah, maybe your like great grandmother was pure blooded Cherokee, but like you're like one sixteenth because, you know, everyone else came over, yeah. but you're still, you know, a lot of people still practice the culture there, obviously. And not for, you know, lack of trying by all the British colonialists. I'm sure they were more than happy to kill as many of them as they could and take over all their land as they did. Because Australia isn't called big um, Aborigine town. It's called, you know, Australia, which is taking over an entire continent for yourself by having guns and money, which is how a lot of the world is formed now. But I I, I love the the aboriginal people that, that living in that fucking harsh environment and just making the best of it and thriving in it much like how all the pilgrims came to new england and were like we're cold we don't know how to cook food and the native americans like we'll fucking do it we know how to yeah, do we'll it. help you guys out yeah like, the aborigines there they're like it's hot as hell out here and there's no food and all the animals want to kill us they're like we got it we're fine like we'll figure we know how to do shit if you want to learn from us and they're like okay yeah let's just steal all your shit but not only they said they're the oldest you know culture that's still surviving that they have one of the best instruments in the world, which oh, wow. I had to bring up on the pod, which yeah, is the didgeridoo, which is a long pole-shaped instrument, the wind instrument that you play by pursing your lips like a trumpet or a tuba and circular breathing. So people can play the didgeridoo for a long period of time. It wow. sounds like one constant track. They could do it forever. It sounds because cool they're shit. sucking and blowing. Yep, they're breathing through their nose and out through their mouth, much like every great uh, wind instrument player. Oh, I thought you meant by um, circular breathing. I thought you meant that they're. It sounds like it never stops because they're blowing, and then when they're done blow exhaling, they're inhaling through the instrument. No, yeah, they're yeah, that's a good point. But no, they're always exhaling like through the instrument and they're inhaling through their nose. It's like uh yeah, every great trumpet player or trumpet, whatever, anything you're blowing out of, if you're great at it, you can actually teach yourself to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, and it goes through your lungs in the meantime. I have no idea how to do it, and I don't care to know because it'll take too long to figure it out. But how amazing is that where you can just play one note or a hundred notes for five minutes and never take a breath because you're always taking a breath. Yeah, that's a really cool, really cool instrument. And you, you you nailed the sound, too. I mean, you want to do it again? It sounds so good. Yeah, that's I'll play it for the pod. Obviously, we'll put up I'll put a video right here of the actual guy playing it. It's fucking awesome, man. It's in uh, it's it's also uh, in the game Patapon from PSP. That's it's in that game. I didn't know. Fucking that. Definitely, most of the music in Patapon is from. Did you redo? Uh, that Didgeridoo was a good game. Awesome. Man. That was a real good, good game. Um, I know. Of course, yeah, I'm going to put it as our music sting. Is going to be Did you redo music? I think it definitely needs to be Did you redo. Um, so uh, even the Patapon music, right? Pull it right from that. Sure. It's, it's new. It's new Did you do, which means it's just it's got it's just nice, it's pleasant. You know, it doesn't. Did you redo? recently made um but yeah the aboriginal community um you know music dance ceremony they got some literature uh, unfortunately the british came and did the usual thing like you said and now they have a cricket team 
but um uh <laughs> you know the world keeps moving past you whether you like it or not yeah and they have you know all these they're just basically just have the same thing as you know native americans where they're just discriminated against the whole thing they helped out the people coming there who took advantage of them killed them off and gave their kids the white what you get for being a good person fuck you yeah exactly so um yeah they're they're, i'm glad that they still have really high numbers and um and hopefully they'll get more of their land back as time goes on but they're still radically fucked yeah i doubt they're getting anything back i think it much like the um uh, native people of the united states like you're basically getting as the much as much as you can now like now there's mass media mm-hmm. there's internet culture like there's some way to like have your voice heard which if it happened in like 1920 this loud maybe they wouldn't have lost as much a reservation land but I, I mean this is obviously pessimistic thinking but i think that the most land they're ever going to get and most freedom is right now so you're going to hold on to it as long as you can because you're not going to get more i can't see I don't know much about Australian politics besides it's super conservative. Like they were really cool with Donald Trump in Australia. They were like, that's going to be sick for the world. Like they're really cool about that. Um, in general, I'm not going to speak to the whole country. Obviously they probably have half the country. Much of the United States probably believes the other way, but they're, they're cool with, you know, being down with the hating other foreign <laughs> nations and stuff. And, yeah. you know, Love immigrants, like that. They're cool. yeah, yeah. They're, they're down with like hating immigrants and stuff, which is, yep. you know, like awesome. I said, I'm sure plenty of people yeah. are fine with it, but some people yeah. in the country are like that. Like they elected their, you know, prime minister that way. He's really hates immigrants. Um, but yeah, is nice. that you got? Yeah, like I said, you got You got to hang on to it. I can't picture in the United States them being like, okay, yeah, um, half of South Dakota now is now belongs to the Sioux tribe. No, they will never give it back. You only can lose land. You can't gain it. So you yeah, got to hold on. The bummer is they give it to you know the, you know, back before they all came there, the Wanaru and the Warimi and the Wara and the Wiringu and the Yamata, Yamachi and all these other, you know, there's a lot of different tribes. I mean, there are these all Aborigine tribes. I'm not familiar with any of those names. They are. And there's gotcha. a whole hell of a lot of them still. And I'm um, sure. Yeah. And I shouldn't even they, say, yeah, Aborigine is not a tribe. It's like Native Americans. There's probably, you know, hundreds yeah, of tribes, hundreds of tribes, if not thousands, honestly. Um, they, sure. um, uh probably don't prefer the middle of australia exactly they probably yeah when they first settled there it was like right around where um, so you know yeah when they first settled it was right around like uh, where uh sydney and perth are like in like the yeah. <laughs> like you know the part where people want to live <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking i mean just because you're aboriginal doesn't mean you like you want to tough it out all the time it's like no i kind of like should really like the you know the great australia bite which is the gulf at the bottom or like sure. I said, Perth, which is uh, where you surf and get eaten by sharks. Uh, any, any of the other places you can eat by sharks are pre- preferable. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Uh, in the United States, I'm sure that most of the Native American tribes didn't want to live in the Mojave Desert. They probably lived in there. the Great Plains yeah. and the uh, coastal forests and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, is this fucking true right now? I'm seeing Fiji off the coast of Australia. That's correct. The are island you of Fiji. kidding me right now? Yeah. It's one of the uh, Pacific Islands, Fiji. Uh, I thought it was next to Japan. That's, you, uh, okay, I'm going to blow your mind right now. That's also true. Ah, oh, thank God. So where's the water from? <laughs> Pacific Ocean is the ocean that Japan and Australia are both surrounded by. I, I did. Japan is Australia's neighbor, in, in a way. 
I did go to high school. I am aware that they both are in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. I do understand that. But Fiji is a fucking 10 hour plane ride from Japan. It's a little different than being its neighbor. <laughs> well, I'm not saying they're they're just they're so close, but in my mind, Japan, Fiji, and Australia are like a crescent moon with each other there, including uh, you know, Indonesia in between. It's, it's a shit ton of islands. I mean, the most islands in the world are in Indonesia, which is the name of about I don't know, three thousand islands. They call it Indonesia, but it's just a shit ton of islands. All the Pacific islands are there's just strewn about the entire thing. It's like scattershot, the whole thing. But I mean Think about World War II, Australia and Japan are immediately connected to each other. I mean, part of World War II was an invasion of Indonesia and Australia sent their troops over to defend themselves from a Japanese invasion. It wasn't like Pearl Harbor. It was like they were coming over here pretty quick. They're right there. China and Japan and Australia are so closely tied. I mean, Australia is so culturally European because it was settled by British people that you think, like, oh, yeah, there's Australia is kind of part of the European Union. It's really more closely related physically to china india and japan it's very close to them like us to mexico and canada it's their neighbors yeah but fiji's a little fucking far yeah so is hawaii it's about as far like why it's 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 what and and what am i saying it's it's very it's i thought it was like within a four-hour boat ride from japan not a you know two-hour airplane ride from australia gotcha yeah yeah it's like there's just so many islands out there it's out of control yeah there's and they they don't they don't uh, pick sides they just exist there so they're like hawaii for example shouldn't belong to anybody it's like basically just an island in the middle of nowhere what kind of bullshit is that i mean that's pretty dumb that we own that yeah, much like the way that Australia was owned by the, the England, mm-hmm. <laughs> that Northern European country. Like, it's just, it's all politics and money and guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But yeah, so, so I think that that'll about wrap it up our, uh, our our outback talk for Australia. I think we have more outback talk, though, don't no, we? No, we do. We definitely do. But just uh, just definitely give um, some shout out to the Aboriginal tribes there. Uh, we support you, Dylan Joe, DJBP. Uh, yeah, fans of you guys and um, we sure. hope that uh, you guys just do well this year it's a rough time so uh, yep so you guys hope, keep kicking ass you're what makes this world great you guys are also like have a good good thing going so um, I like their look too they got a cool little look cool as hell I can never pull that off with all my lack of melanin but I mean if you can pull it off fucking go for it I mean it's if I stayed there long enough, I could I could probably sort of blend in. You couldn't. You'd get sunburned, but I would. I could get. I could I'd get, be dead. I haven't been. I haven't got tan to that point of like, just sunburn every day for at least ten years and grow out my hair weird. Yeah, if um, you do it long enough, you can get a full on uh, Florida mom look where you just look like a leather handbag. Yeah, yeah. Or the uh, the we've mentioned this guy all the time, but the Southern Comfort commercial guy. You don't know him? We mention him all the time, but I'm not familiar with him. He's just fucking awesome, dude. Uh, can I show you real quick? I can show you. Sure, yeah, show me, because I, I don't even remember talking to you about Southern yeah. or whatever, so I'm not calling you a liar, but... This guy is the man, and this is... Well, yeah, I know, he's, he's got it. He's got it going on, so... Um, 
he uh let me let me show you what's oh up. shit i have one more thing to say about australia before we leave behind yeah 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 we'll we'll do the southern comfort guy and then actually you know you chime you say that while i pull this up because i just want everyone to see this this guy's got he's fucking sick so what do you guys yeah, pull him up uh well because you remind me of another guy i had to mention and i can't do a whole uh podcast about the outback and not mention crikey the oh crocodile hunter steve irwin yeah steve irwin much known worldwide as the crocodile hunter. I mean, he really he, he popularized a... Australia in a way that hadn't been done since Crocodile Dundee, which was more as a joke, but he was popularizing it in a conservation method. I mean, even, mm-hmm. you know, David Attenborough, he's like up at that scale of like animals and nature is amazing and we need to save it and not fucking pollute the shit out of it and kill all of them. Mm-hmm. And he dedicated his whole life to that. I mean, the amount of times he got bit by venomous snakes, snapped at by crocodiles, and just probably froze his ass off looking out for everything out in nature. The amount of punishment that man took and the amount of empathy he had for the world and for animals and understanding that he was just an amazing dude. And he, they even have a statue of him in Australia now because he was such a great draw for tourism and conservation around the world for animals. I mean, he was a, you know, a, a, a conservational hero. If the animals could vote, their president of Australia, they probably would have voted someone more like Steve Irwin, less like the prime minister they have now. Oh, I agree so much. Uh, Steve, and, Irwin, and he, Steve Irwin was, was, he was great. great. He's, he's real easy to, you know, you do his voice on, but no one's going bad to say about the guy, you know, of course he, it's, it's easy to make fun of him because he's a genuinely just a genuine dude. If you put yourself out there to- totally, you put yourself out there to be made fun of and mocked, but you can take it because you're fucking Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. And you can make fun of the guy all you want, right? You know, goofy, weird guy wearing short khaki yeah, shorts and boots. But fine. I want to see you dive into murky black water and pull yourself out a crocodile. I, I, I mean, that takes a strength of manhood that no one I know personally has, not even close yeah, to it. Not even close. And you uh, pick a fight outside a bar with a person, try picking a fight in the bush with a crocodile. And now, We'll see who's the fucking boss. That's right. He is. He was the boss in a uh, in that way, like being a being a, a guy who can get it done, do whatever he wants. But sure. he was also a good guy. And his his it's sad, but his wife, um, I forget her name. Um, she said uh, she just has no 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 need to move on. She had true love in every way, shape, and yeah. form. With that guy misses him and loves him, and she's like, so I'm just I'm happy and thankful I had that, and that's that's important too. That is, and I, I do appreciate too. That, but they had it; they had what everyone's looking for. It's awesome. And obviously, he was he was lost tragically. But I do appreciate too that his his children are are passing on the torch, or they're carrying the torch for him too. Indian. And now his son is is running the same conservation program. His daughter just got married; they're moving it on, so they're going to keep the torch running for the crocodile hunter family, which yeah. I think is awesome as hell. So fucking. And, uh, cool. I mean, you look at his son now, he's basically like a mini Steve Irwin. And his son was probably like five years old when he died. So it's like, I love it. They're still passing on the torch. And I got to mention his death. Obviously, anyone in the world would have put their money on Vegas odds. He dies by crocodile or mm-hmm. some kind of big cat or maybe even a venomous snake biting him. But uh, it all came down to a stingray, uh, putting a stingray barb in his chest, which killed him when he was uh, diving off in one of the reefs in Australia. And it's basically a freak accident, which is strange enough. I guess if you go outside in a lightning storm enough times, you will get struck by lightning. But it's basically those odds where stingrays kill less than one person per year globally. Uh, so it's yeah. just a freak accident. He was the accident. guy that year. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. 
So he and um, the, the sorry part about that too is that people were so mad about him passing away because you're so beloved that people went out and started trying to kill Stingrays in like a, a vengeance uh, for Steve Irwin. But I know the number one person who would have hated that, which is fucking Steve Irwin. So much people who are that connected with nature and animals understand the nature of the beast, much like the grizzly man. The last thing he would want you to do is go kill that bear because he understands what nature is made of. And I know Steve Irwin couldn't have been happy about leaving his family behind, but the last thing he would have wanted is for people to go out and murder animals, uh, you know, uselessly for that. The stingray didn't know it was a crocodile hunter. If it did, it would have paid its fucking respects. I know I that. Agree. Absolutely. So I'm glad that I at least got that because yeah. part of the hundreds to shit. Yeah, and shout out to his kids, Bindi and Robert. You mentioned them; they're still living his legacy. Yep. So, um, before we wrap up the uh, this outback, um, you gotta you gotta see this um, this guy. This is uh, it realistically, yeah, it would be cool to go blend in whatever it is. But I think uh, for the most part, I'd end up looking like uh, this guy right here. So. Let me share share this this guy share is the best huge fan because i mentioned it we owe people this because i do I, has this come up for 48 podcasts have i mentioned this or just one i don't know but probably more than one less than 48 if i had to guess something like that yeah okay um right this is you haven't seen this guy no i have not no way you have to also make sure you're sharing sound. Remember, I have to do that thing where you have to click and then go to share sound, and uh, it's annoying. Because uh, right now, even though it's playing, you have to go to, to the Zoom. Oh, yeah, that's too late. Yeah, you're not that. sharing so, sound. I'm hearing the sound yeah, on your microphone. It's going to turn the sound off completely um, and let people this see. Guy, this guy looks fantastic. Well, full screen it. Don't be a dick. Okay, We're looking at your not, fucking YouTube, not, which is a white a YouTube, which dick. makes me sick also. Well, Look at this fucking one? guy. Of course i do how do you get the black one i'll tell you after the pod look at this fucking champion he's really got it nailed down you know what you didn't no we never talked about him before ever I he's, remember, he's in australia I, right now i would remember that look at this guy i love him you think this he's in australia guy. i think so am i wrong yes yeah so guys this, like is, this is what australian beaches are this guy's just strutting his stuff. I mean, it's all about confidence. It really is. And, you know, you shocked, hear that over I'm and over again. But it's that there's anybody in the water with all those. He's got his gut hanging out. He's, he's balding. He's wearing those nice go? shades, but he's just oh. working it. Oh, he's working it. But he's coming back and he's coming back with a glass of something because he knows. Nice. I always love the glass on the beach move. It's such a power move because power you could move. hurt so many people by you doing that, but you just don't give a fuck. But everyone's drinking beers out of bottles anyway. So fucking who gives a shit? Yep. So you might as well be this guy. He's got it. He's really got it going on. I mean, all the ladies are turning their heads. They, they, they want some of that because the guy's walking with confidence. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Breaks. That's all it is. That's all it is. Doesn't. Okay. All right. Enough of you. We don't need to see your cult favorite best selling pot. Um, so, uh, yeah. So uh, that's the Australian Outback. That's what the beaches look like. Um, and that guy's the fucking shit. And I hope they make more commercials with him. And Steve Irwin was great. Nothing to do with each other, though. So, um, both cool guys. Both cool guys. So, um, there's some more Urban Dictionary related sort of coming from me and Joe personally, though. We didn't even. It's uh, just becoming a new segment on the podcast. And I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I, I think I'm getting it's growing on me. The Urban the Dictionary urban... definition segment. 
Yeah, except except we will actually type in some Outback related Urban Dictionary stuff in a second. But I do want to bring up um, the thought I thought I've had for 10 years. I just don't know if this was just during a smoking too much weed back in a, while, a bit ago or something. But the you Outback know, is so many things. Actually, I know when I thought this, I, it was my first job. I was thinking this just I worked manufacturing i was just always not talking so i thought and um mm-hmm. outback we've mentioned is a steakhouse it is a place on earth um it's also where you go to do uh bad things like if you're chilling with your friends some guy comes in gives you some hard time you go let's take let's this go out back. back yeah let's go out back yeah so what do you do you go out back and you settle it Settle it. Settle some hash. Settle all hash. Yeah. Yeah, This podcast isn't about Australia. It's not about a steakhouse. This podcast is about the Outback. Mm -hmm. Don't you fucking forget it, people. The the title is the truth. The Outback. Take it away, Dylan. So the Outback is where you go to to do all that stuff. You want to go out back and get in a fight? You want to go out back and uh, bang around a little bit with your lady friend or guy friend? Bang around. Um, the outback, yeah, let's go back and do some shit. You go out back. That's out back. The outback is a whole nother place that you can't even put a finger on. It's like a, a dimension. It's a dimension of a place because it's, it's a always, state of mind in many ways. It's a state of mind, and it's it's a it's a actual place that nobody can really describe because it's different to everybody. Yeah, it could be behind a restaurant. It could be where Spider Man's parents got fucking shot. Sorry, I mean Batman. <laughs> well, Spider Man's uncle died in the very similar way. He died out front, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died out front. You're he definitely right, yeah. died out front. I know that. Yeah, come home from his boxing match. He died out front. Um, usually, <laughs> doesn't, that doesn't happen as much. Let's go out front. You go, no, let's go out back. Oh, no, out back is where it all goes down. Where it all goes down. And it's, a, it's one of those realms of a place where so many things have happened, a crazy amount of things, endless amounts of, of things. Bad, mostly, mostly, well, Mostly just like a plenty of good things bad, happen out but... back too. I mean, well, also right hone in on the bad things, but plenty of fun times out back. I mean, most of the fun, yeah, yeah, the your most fun times in my life have happened out back. And I don't, I don't hang out in the front lawn of people's houses. No, and totally. have a great time. It's not bad. It's, just, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, no judgment zone for sure. Um, yeah. Go out there, smoke whatever you want. Um, get your wiener sucked. Uh, sure. Get, in a, get in a fight um go out there go out back and uh roast some mallows maybe put on a gram oh yeah roast some mallows do some grilling out back and you stuff um you can uh you can exchange drugs for money out back usually it's usually where it happens like out back at stop and shop where i went in high school no no so i didn't go to stop and shop i went behind shaw's most of the time Mm -hmm. where where is that shaw's was it in worcester uh no i i I wasn't part of that crowd when i went to worcester i saw enough guns in hudson i didn't need to go to worcester to see yeah so there was no shaws in hudson (laughs) when you were buying drugs in hudson i left for a fact uh yeah dude they're the one next to petco what's that that it's shaws as of two years ago it's not shaws as of our entire life up until we were 30 years old there's been shaws since 1991 you are you oh my god don't do this don't do not do this to yourself you're gonna make yourself look ridiculous if you think it's been shaw's for how long for as long as brian's mom called it the victory um for as long as it was hannaford's for as long as it was i mean it hasn't it's been shaw's for like 10 10 months (laughs) well behind shaw's 
You lived on What are you talking about, Street, my friend? I feel like you're, you're going to say Chipotle's been in Marlboro for the past 20 years? I mean, come on, guy. It's no, new. No. It's newfangled. No way. I'm just Shaws saying. Shaws and Hudson has been, is a very, I mean, I'm going to say 2019, maybe. I'm giving you a two years. What? Are you kidding me? It was Victory, and then it was Hannaford's, and then it was Market Basket, and now it's Shaw's, as market far as I know. Basket? There's never been a Market Basket. Oh, no, the Market Basket's up in the plaza, but it was never it was never Shaw's. Shaw's is like an Auburn-Wister thing for, like, our whole lives up until last week. Dude, all right, I'm going to go back to... I'm going to call right now. It, oh, in my stop. mind, it's still Victory, but it's been Hannaford since we, like, could drive a car. Oh, shit. Yeah, I went to Google Street View to 2007, and it was Hannaford. Of course it was. Of course. So don't don't even bring that shit in here. You Come on. <laughs> it was Hannaford the whole time. So it's Shaw's now? It's right, Shaw's anyway. as of, like, last week. I, I, just, I just found Ooh, out about fuck. it, like, a week ago. I oh, had yeah. no idea it, it was even sense. Shaw's. Bring the shittiest fucking grocery store ever anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Market Basket is the shittiest grocery store. No, but ever. Market Basket is a cult store. It's full of a cult following because it is the cheapest and does have the best stuff and it's high volume. So I understand the appeal. Shaw's is just shit. Shaw's yeah. stands for shit has always withstood shelving, which means it always stands, <laughs> stays on the shelves always. Good. Well cold. done, dude. Well done. Love yeah. that shit. Yeah, it's basically like stop and shop except shittier, but the price is the same. Yeah, there's no appeal there. Yeah, Shaw's fucking sucks. Anyways, I went behind. I went, went out back. back. Oh, yeah, back that was a good of, uh, of uh, Hannaford. Sorry, Joe. Hannaford. And uh, bought, victory, please. And bought drugs. It wasn't victory then. I know that. <laughs> so... <laughs> so was that before the rail trail was there? Because there's a rail trail behind there now. Oh, there's a that fence. That was before though. the rail trail. Nice. Yep. Yep. I would just go to Burger King, like right under those bright street lights, and you're the only car in the parking lot. Really cool move. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Cool. I, no, um, it all worked out fine. Uh, so, um, well, what else is up, man? You already brought up uh, the idea of a grill. And I thought about, yeah, when you're going out back and having a good time, uh, what are the top grills of the year? The top grills in 2021, number one on the list, the Weber Original Kettle Premium Charcoal Grill, 22-inch. I mean, it's an oldie, but a goodie. It was the number one selling grill of last year. It's for people who want to be able to grill outside, but not commit to a full grill setup. You have your little circular pot there. You throw a couple of uh, Blue Rhino or uh, not Blue Rhino, Kingsford little charcoals in there you light it up get yourself a couple of great steaks in there and you get it cooking we also have number two the komodo joe classic two grill we have the weber genesis two coming in third the saber elite three burner gas grill now we're hitting the pros because i mean i know that uh you know you know the half-assed i'm at a campsite whatever charcoal is easier to transport less dangerous whatever you like the smell of it fine but we all know from our lord and savior hank hill the best way to grill is the propane propane no propane that's how you grill which is the next three which is the saber elite three burner gas grill and the weber genesis grass gas grill which means that weber charcoal lovers still went into the propane game surprise next result the charbroil patio bistro electric grill 
No. What the fuck? No. We have electric thing. grills now. I guess it makes sense. No. The more lithium batteries you're pulling around, I guess you could you could in the future charge up your grill like you charge up your phone and just kind of electric grill. It just seems strange to me though. I've used them. They suck, dude. I used I used a electric uh, grill out back one time. Really? I've never seen Parking an electric line. grill. Yeah. No, it's bullshit. It's got to be. I mean, it's got to be. You're losing the I'm flavor, sure it's right? It's fine, but it's like a giant George Foreman. Yeah, I mean, it gets it's the totally dog cool. done. Like, it'll totally cook cool. it, but it won't really like grill it. Yeah, yeah, you can't get the, you can't. Yeah, no, it's not the same. Um, I, uh, I, I, I have um, uh, purchased three Weber Genesis Silvers models, ninety nine to two thousand and three. Fuck um, yeah, dude! Dude, that is the ultimate fucking grill. Our hottest guest, Don Morrow, also agrees because his yep. father owns a few of them. And, um, oh, his dad knows a thing or two about fucking grilling. He's been doing yeah, it he knows every day for thirty dude. years. Um, when I bought that grill, the first one, I paid forty bucks from it on it on um, Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, and I drove to Woburn to pick it up. And uh, and I got there, and it was two two guys out front, like real real old guys in their trucks. And I was like, uh, "Hey, how you doing? I'm uh, picking up the grill. Uh, uh, I talked to your girlfriend or your wife or something." He's like, <laughs> he looked at me. He went which one <laughs> legend it was like, it was like which, oh, which one, one? Like, Who'd you which one did you talk to i was like <laughs> you got well which one did you talk to <laughs> i i should you know that's great that guy's the shit super fucking funny which one he'll never forget that story from picking up the shittiest fucking weber he's, he's making a fucking best yeah. well yeah as uh doug fiorentino always said it's the patented weber grilling wow. system it's you know it is it's fully functional and fully grilled. Yeah, yeah. It has uh, the Weber has uh, flavorizers above over the burners. Flavorizers. They call them yeah. flavorizers. I've rebuilt a few of these. I know why. Um, uh, but the flavorizers collect all the juices and then create that nice grill smell that keeps it right. Instead of the burners doing it, it doesn't burn as much. It just keeps it above the flame. You want to you want to keep in all the good stuff and not just burn it all away because you could just take a blowtorch to a steak and it could cook it, but at what cost? Yeah, at what cost? It would be, it tastes like a burning uh, human. Yeah, butane so. and charcoal, I imagine. And yeah. obviously, the, the top Propane. 10 grill list Propane. of last year is tailed by a Joe Rogan ZPG oh, no. 450A, the best smoker grill, which means it has wow. a smoking compartment. Very cool. Very big fan of that. I'm not there yet. I have to evolve into dad shoes to get to the smoker. But yeah, I'm still um, moving on to the actual grilling portion, which is spending uh, an hour on cooking something rather than five minutes in microwave. The smoker is the next level. You have to spend four hours cooking. The day. Sometimes eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have a big enough piece of meat, you'll spend it. Yeah. Full sunrise to sunset cooking thing. And sure, it tastes better. But does it taste eight hours better? Not if I have to make it. If someone else has to make it. Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, smoked meats is the shit. I just don't want to spend a whole day doing it. Yeah, I mean, I would. It just right now, I'm not at that place. But um, yeah, man, you're um, not out yeah, back. Not out back. The outback. The outback is is really a. It's a place of relief and of of uh, just be. It's a place where people are genuinely themselves. Whether you're getting in a fight, mm-hmm. uh, putting your wiener in someone else or whatever you're generally just authentically acting on pure emotion i think and pure yeah. relaxation all scruples are by the wayside you're yeah you it's the place where it's like all right you know you're at a fa- stressful family thing you go out back and you go oh, fuck that right fucking place 
you can authentically be yourself and most people will probably be in the same boat. So it's a good place to be. For sure. Um, there's, um, have you ever heard of the Outback Turtle? No, but please tell me about it. Um, yeah, let me, let me tell you about this. So the Outback Turtle is, um, can you see this? Oh yeah. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this off for, for the people who are on Spotify, just so. Um, the Outback Turtle, Outback Turtle is a special move used against horny homeless women that enjoy a can of hot cream corn. Uh, you ever see the thumb? You ever heard that one, Joe? So you no. first heat the can of cream corn up using an old lighter, much like in um, Dennis the Menace. Um, <laughs> you know, when he's out uh, by the homeless guy with the beans. Um, no, I don't know uh, Dennis the Menace, really. Oh, great scene. He's the, the guy's uh, eating beans. Nice. Um, first yeah, scene, that's how you do first, it just torture homeless people when you're a, you're a kid who's got plenty of you know yeah you first heat the can of cream corn using an old lighter stolen from the gas station near you under the bridge hotel once the can is hot to the touch you then insert your filthy wiener into the can and stir the Oof. corn up using your turtle head then you have slow dirty turtle sex behind a dumpster as your partner's about to climax, you then dump the hot cream corn onto her turtle shell and yell "Calabunga." Okay, so that's 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 a lot. Of, there's a lot to unpack there. We got the uh, the canned food. We have Ninja Turtles reference. Mm-hmm. We have uh, getting some uh, booty on the uh, the wayside behind the dumpster. There, it's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, and I think that creative writing classes can take a lot off of the um, Urban Dictionary definition oh, page yeah. because. 99% of these have never fucking happened ever. But some creative man, I know was not a woman because they're not well, this I'll gross. Who, I'll tell you who wrote this one. Please. Um, he's, he wanted to use it in a sentence, though. He said that the <laughs> homeless woman says, hey, I've been panhandling all day. I'm horny and hungry as fuck. The sure. sea grape sailor says, no worries. I'm whipping up some outback turtle if you're in the mood. And then um, I'd love to the mind if I bring a, a friend. It's been, it's the 19, 20, 20, it's the four year anniversary since Dirty Dick Dan wrote this. Wow. Dirty, Dirty this Dan, is a more yeah. of a modern um, contribution. To yeah. The, uh, yeah. This is a relatively new, yeah. uh, new move yeah. that you can do. Um, consensual, right. has to be consensual. It sounds like it is because she said. I, I would actually venture a guess that his real name is Clean Dick Dan because anyone with the hour and a half to create this uh, mythology in their head is not uh, actually meeting anybody. Too well, low. I mean, maybe this is something he's done though because he's only. I just put Dirty Dick Dan's profile. So one definition. It's his only, only definition. Maybe it is him, Dan. He, he had to maybe tell his tale. Is, maybe this is his thing. This is totally his thing. I think he wanted to always be on Urban Dictionary, but he never had the right story for it and as soon yeah. as he did he was like i'm gonna call it the outback turtle yeah he he really worked this up and um you can Wowie. if you go buy his merch um, get the mug you can get the um the outback turtle mug um and here's the back and there's Front the definition the 32.95 you can pick whatever color you want it um, is an it's an insanely high price but it's such a specific item <laughs> that 
that you know it's actually hilarious you can <laughs> three, for, well, it's an three, essay on the back of them that's, most that's people won't totally notice this because they'll see a bunch of words and they start reading that it says cream hot cream corn homeless yeah. women what, sex, hot to the touch calabunga calabunga um, all of a sudden you're just reading some guy just on a zoom call with the outback turtle but no one knows <laughs> yeah it looks like a clothing company if you scroll down uh it's uh five stars 125 wow. reviews, all Dude. five stars. Now wow. that's customer service. Wow. They, they all is... love it. So it, so if you pay for it, you will get what you want. Yeah, that's really great. That's awesome. So that is something um, else. Yeah, that is something else for sure. So we definitely got to get into that. Yeah, we got to buy one of those uh, mugs or t-shirts or something. Well, maybe uh, we should write something for Urban Dictionary and then we can have a... Now there's a million dollar idea. We get a mug with something. Make our it. own, make our own definition. Yeah. And then we'll buy the merch. Fantastic. Yeah. But well, on take, that same note, word, like Outback. And then yeah. you go Outback, uh, uh, snake, uh, soup. And then that's probably on there. It must be hard to come up with a new one. It's hard one. No, I, think, I think it's probably easier than you think. Uh, Outback snake soup, and then you go. It's when you take your wiener, and you know, it's it's just it's an easy. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not easy to come up with some random bullshit like that guy did, but to have a phrase that's never been used in Urban Dictionary over the past ten years, it must be because you know, there's people every weekend they're trying to think of a new name. Outback snake <laughs> just pot. Not Outback snake game. soup. Outback snake tire. Like they're doing, they're doing over and over, just like repeating them over and over again. Like. Yeah. it's gonna be hard but not dirty dick dan though because he didn't he only he could have just done 101 just day. the one yeah yeah i would have uh, wagered that dirty dick dan had at least 100 <laughs> posts on urban dictionary so i'm very surprised that he just he had some uh prudence and he's like just the, just the one I, he's like i had to get just this out there and i'm done done after that just one, one and done one much like shop. the outback turtle soup or whatever the fuck it's called turtle can turtle yeah. cream corn i don't know we outback already forget corn. Much right. like our viewers, they already forgot. Yeah, exactly. Well, Dirty Dan, you're dirty as fuck, and you should remember how dirty. Yeah, you clean are. up there, Dan. Um, yeah, and also don't be putting your uh, member in any uh, cans. I mean, that's a very sharp object. Not to mention the uh, all the contaminants. Yeah. Just don't be putting your uh, dingling in any cans. I mean, if that's you kind of check, that's what you guys both like to do together. You just yeah. you want you want rounded edges. Uh, uh, buff out the burrs. Jeffrey must know about this. You don't, you don't want any burrs. You don't want any sharp edges on metal objects. Make it nice and smooth, and that, that's just about fine. The cans and putting stuff in them. Oh, you know, <laughs> he knows about turning metal objects into uh, maintainable, nice holdable things. You get to grind away the edges, all the burrs, buff it out, yeah. make it nice and shiny and smooth. Nice and smooth. Oh, yeah. Like whatever you hold something like a light switch or even a fucking uh, a penny. If you just cut that out of straight metal, it's sharp as hell. It'll slice you to bits. You got to really buff it out real nice and good. And uh, yeah. the best in the world that metal work can do that for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, what else you got, Joe? Anything good? Uh, I got I got two more outbacks. Um, okay. I, I hate to put the burden on you more time. Well, I only take another uh, yeah. piss break and go to final thoughts and yeah. wrap it up. Sounds great to me. Cool beans. Cool beans. So yeah, I mean, the 
yeah, the Outback. Yeah, so it means a lot of things to a lot of people. I had to mention uh, lawn darts in the backyard. Lawn darts is a outside yeah. uh, play device, much like horseshoes, something like that. But it was banned in 1970 because it injured thousands of people and confirmed kill at least three kids. <laughs> it's so crazy. Dude, are this there, is yeah. an outside toy, which is a 13-inch pointed dart that weighed um, uh, either two to five pounds, and you would toss it up in the air, and gravity would hurl this metal spike down on the ground. You try to hit a bullseye in the ground in your yard. So in the 70s, people were just tossing these things around willy-nilly. And uh, people were tossing Dude. around too willy-nilly. And it was landing in people's thighs and sternums, I imagine. Dude, it's... It, well, here's there's a couple of scenarios. First, it's very similar to um, one of the first uh, aerial-deployed weapons from an airplane in World War One. Before they were dropping grenades and stuff, they, they had these darts that looked just like that, that they would drop down and they'd have fins that make them go like this. And yeah. come from, you know, a thousand or two feet and they would hopefully if people would actually lay down because hopefully it would just go through one organ if you lay down. But Not you your entire up, body. It go, it'll go through your shoulder, down <laughs> through more things or go through the top of your head and like actually go down. So it was like a terrifying. That is terrifying. In World War One, because they would just have like duffel bags full and they would just dump out. On the oh battery. my god yeah you don't even have to like have a like a um a propulsion system you can just let gravity take yeah, over yeah when you have a five pound or a 10 pound dart it's probably more like 10 um coming from a thousand feet dropping it down not or maybe even 500 feet not good not good from 10 so feet it'll fuck you up so never mind a thousand feet you're fine. oh yeah so i could so there's two scenarios what would happen is if you play it like you do um uh you know um uh, apples and cherries or oh no sorry oh, wait, that, that, don't don't spoil it that's my okay, next thing okay all right well other long games where you have people sitting on either side and they would throw it and then throw it back Bocce. and it just goes straight oh, uh, cornhole like this or whatever <laughs> it is or even worse you get a kid who does it and doesn't know how to fucking throw and releases it straight up and then everyone, yep. everyone just r- picks a direction to run hit the deck hit the deck <laughs> and you don't even know where to run that thing comes back down and gets you in the head or in the shoulder oh, or, yeah or you lay down or you get an eyeball or it's a dangerous fucking game, but very fun. I have played it. Our friend has. Oh man, I've never played it because I never ha- had someone who's. I never known someone who has lawn darts because oh, you yeah. can't yeah. buy them I anymore. I used some OG lawn darts one time. It's cool as fuck. There, like it's a it's awesome. very very large heavy uh, dart for like. Yeah, it's a giant dart. dart like the size of your skull. It looks so cool. Yeah, I would love to play bigger, it. Dude, it's bigger than that. It's more like the length of your forearm to your tip of your finger i mean wow yeah like your elbow to your finger it's like the tip of it's it's a legit thing that's cool as hell well unfortunately the lawn darts can never come back because people can't be trusted and human history teaches us that the more opportunities you give people to fuck up the more they will so we've been closing in on people ever since and making it less and less uh, dangerous and more and more safe so lawn darts will probably never come back in a big way but doesn't mean you can't make your own there's no law against manufacturing your own lawn darts oh yeah we could make throw up a few of those puppies oh yeah buddy it'd be fun so what else you got you said you got so you already puppies. teased you you nailed it already Please. is the uh the last yard game I want to talk about when we're going out back and we're having a few pops, having a good time. We're going to play a game that's known by many names. 
Uh, it's called ladder toss. It's known as ladder ball, monkey ball, ladder golf, ball rope, goofy balls, testicle toss, cowboy golf, and hillbilly golf. I like goofy but balls. as you and I know it, or, or at least me, and I think you do know it too, it's known by its true two names locally as both Yarbles and, of course, Cherries and Blueberries to denote the blue and red color of these bolo balls, which we play it as two golf balls attached by a rope and you throw them around a ladder and they latch around like testicular torsion, swiping around, and just tangling it all up oh, yeah. and nice and toit. I went on the, uh, the ladder golf website and they have the rules posted there. They have the, the standards and practices of the size of the ladders and all that stuff. But I thought funny enough that the game was first created in America by Harold Furry. Cute name. Interesting. Uh, Harry he's, Furry. He's, he's watching people. Yeah, Harry Furry. Harry Furry is his name. <laughs> and he, he watched the game. hate him. <laughs> <laughs> his name's Harry Furry. It's a ridiculous name. Uh, he discovered the game on a campground in the 1990s uh, and believes it probably originated in such locations, which I hear that a lot of campground games are how you make these backyard games. People don't create games in their backyard. Like things like washer toss, cornhole, horseshoes, they weren't made in people's backyards. They were made when you go camping, you got nothing to do besides, you know, cook some shit and drink some beers and look at the sky. So you start throwing shit around. That's how the games are made. I guarantee you that uh, ladder ball versus cherries and blueberries was definitely not made in someone's backyard. It was made going camping and they probably made their own ladders. They took, you know, whatever they had there and started throwing them around. And then of course corporations make their version of it. But I like the, the uh, hypothesis where it came from was that in the United States came from the bola and the bola also known as the bolo, which is the, rope between two large metal spheres that you'd throw around um, people or animals such as cattle to have it wrap around their legs and trip them and make them fall over. Like how Catwoman uses to catch her foes you just throw that fucking oh, yeah. that double or like yeah. the chain link cannonball for uh, for pirates yeah. where you have the two and they wrap around and they take it over. Great That's way to take my, out a mask. Uh, exactly that's my number one hypothesis what they say that was like that's probably what happened they had these bolos and they started tossing around stuff and they started saying hey that's worth two points for three points they already had these things together and started tossing them and then nowadays they they make them out of golf balls and plastic which is cheaper but i think that's probably where it originated and it's probably either in the southwestern united states or mexico that it um and they think that it maybe started off of just fence posts and uh whatever else around you the origin of the game Yarbles or cherries and blueberries. Love that. That's All the Outback baby. Make the Outback special. And that is the Outback baby. You nailed it, Joe. That's all I got. So, yeah, that's uh yeah, pretty much all we got too. Final thoughts are that the Outback is a place of authenticity. And it's finest. I think that is the goal. I mean, I think you just picked out the diamond in the rough there, and I love that fucking phrase it's the place of authenticity yep whether you're really an indigenous person um a with with a place that is there is no fucking games like 
the animals that are indigenous or, or that are yeah indigenous to the outback don't yeah. fuck around at all um keep it real then, it's all fucking real as hell you don't have a choice you can't be you fake go. when it's all yep. real and then you might be you know trying to do whatever you're doing at a restaurant and these types of things being you know your own version of whatever you think is going to work for you sure. then you get you can get cute back. but you're going to order the blooming onion let's be real yeah, blooming onion and then you get taken out back and uh you get taught a lesson because everyone's like i don't care what you think you are we know who you are and you know this moment right now and you know what's going to happen next so let's be real it's real um and then that's that out back and then same thing with anything else um and then the uh, yeah some of the best conversations i ever had with people that met who they really are and who i really am is out back yeah oh yeah i used to buy um uh when i used to before i turned 21 um we used to be able to go to jillian's in um Boston, in worcester worcester yeah two of them and you could go there and they just mark your wrist your hand with like an x or something so I'd, I would uh, make sure to have a pack of cigarettes with me, smoke one of them, and start passing them around out back. Because I know pe- people who like want to social, everyone's, the smoking community out front or out back. Out the back. smoking community exists out back. That, oh, that's yeah. their it's home. Like, and everyone's, everyone's chill. You know, you're not a narc or whatever the fuck. Everyone's there to be like, yeah, this, just need a little break. And you can go talk about being out back. Oh, yeah. Things, and it was cool. So I said, I said prepare for the out back because that's the only time I get to talk to anybody. I couldn't agree more with that. Absolutely. I've made so many friends out back. I've become closer to people I know and closest to people I've never met before out back. Yep. Exactly. Whether you're grilling or smoking or throwing lawn darts, whether you're preparing yourself for a thousand mile journey against the, uh, the harsh conditions of the spiders and snakes, the outback is a place where you're forced into authenticity. You're forced to be real and you either make or break yourself in the crucible of reality. You can be fake, you can get cute, but you might end up as one of those 30,000 people that go missing in the outback or you're forced to be real and the realness comes through. And that's the genuine nature of the outback. That's it. And everyone knows the smell of the outback when it's outback and there's a grill. You don't think of, you know, pan seared chicken as your favorite smell. You go, I want fucking grilled barbecue. Put on the barbecue. On the Barbie. Bobby. That's what you think of. Authentic. Authentic. One of the strongest smells of all time. Grilled chicken, grilled hamburgers, hot dogs. That's a smell that, yo, um, it's going to be a good time. Smells like Outback. Yeah. Smells like What's going on Outback? Why don't you go see for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's swearing, there's usually good food, good entertainment, every all the pleasures combined in one. It's all the pleasures. Yeah. It all happens out back. It all happens out back. And hey, uh, we're having a fire tonight later in the chimney out back. You want to join me? Yeah, come around out back. Come sit down on the fire. We got a chair for you. There's always a chair for you there, but you got to be real. There's always a chair for you out back at the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. You want to be in guests, send us an email, comment, Instagram, whatever the fuck, whatever you can. And uh, we'll love to have you guys out back with us sometime. So in that honor, that's the uh, DJ BP Dylan Joe Basement Podcast Outback Edition. We'll see you guys next week. Joe is going on another special journey, requires an airplane. 
I smell someone stealing my catalytic converter this week. <laughs> I put a nice highlighter on it and a little flashlight to make it really susceptible. Yeah, yeah. Crikey. I love you, viewers. Can't wait to see you next week. Good eye on your mate. Sure uh, I'm not talking about Tampa, Florida. I'm talking about all of Florida. <laughs> so don't, don't feel discriminated against Tampa. <laughs> You're still in Florida. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, it's lazy is what it is. It's, it is. It is lazy. Yeah. And I, we all have to call it that forever now until we die. It's because some fucking lazy asshole couldn't think of a better name than Australia. And I know he knew about Austria. I know he knew about it. Piece of shit. Surprise next result. The Charbroil Patio Bistro Electric Grill? No. What the fuck? No. <laughs> He's like, we're going to ship all the criminals out here. And that's why, um, much like how everyone's related to Genghis Khan, everyone in Australia's great-granddad uh, is a rapist. It's true. I don't Absolutely. make the rules, I just follow. Yeah. And I got there, and there's two two guys out front, like real, real old guys in their trucks. And I was like, uh, hey, how you doing? I'm uh, picking up the grill. Uh, uh, I talked to your girlfriend or your wife or something. He's like, <laughs> he looked at me. He went, which one? <laughs> Legend. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, which, oh, which one? one? Like, you which one did you talk to? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs>